Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Legends of Greyskull. The fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini-Comics, anything and everything you can think of that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Dooch, here again with Sean Skabarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I feel like it's been a while, but then uh, before we started recording, you go, episode 75, we've been doing this for a quarter of a century, or three quarters of a century now. Three quarters. That got me laughing pretty good. Of a century, we have been. Three quarters. Plugging away at the Legends of Grayskull. <laughs> and still no cease and desist from the game company, so. Huh. Man, whatever, whatever happened with that game? <laughs> That, I was just I thinking about that the other day. That just fell yeah. off the radar completely. Yeah, I actually was pretty pumped for that one since it was like the digital. And yeah, all you that. Had the, it would have been have fun the to play. Toolkit. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. I, maybe they got our cease and desist. They got I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Eric might have sent them Eric? something. And said like, ah. Eric, did you send them a cease and desist? <laughs> Uh, he's saying no. He's saying he did not. Actually, oh, I, d- well. I did just look them up the other day because I, I was thinking about them. And I'm like, man, it's been... Because they had the playable demo at the 2020 Power Cotton. Yeah. Um, and there's there's literally no activity since then. It's it's really weird. I need to reach out to them and see what's going on. Because that... Mm-hmm. Like you said, I was really looking for... You know, that was the more D&D... You know, uh, mm-hmm. He-Man thing. You could create your own character. You know, the online toolkit, so that you know that would be a really easier one to play. You know, like with our situation where we're in different mm-hmm. states. So, yep. um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bummer. I hope I hope it's not shelved. Now everything's still active because I went to the website and the Facebook. Like there, there, it's there. It just mm-hmm. there's been no progress, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what's new with uh, you? Uh, I got some goodies in, <laughs> if you want to go that route already. Um, the and, and again, here we go, the Mythic Legions moment of the show. <laughs> um, they had the in-stock sale at the beginning of October for the Aerithere Wave, so I ended up grabbing sure. some, and I just nice. figured I'd, this guy's cool. Got a Hellfire Goblin. Nice. Now that's the one Love where that he... headpiece. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got the he's got the alternate tongue, right? He he does actually. You pop out his tongue in this, right? And then you can put in the new tongue, which I didn't do because it's a little too long. And I'd kind of like it like this, where he just looks like a Jim Henson monster on steroids. Um, you, so got you, him. Have you seen the pictures of him where people have him like with song lyrics, like like he's yeah singing? yeah. You, <laughs> Well, I mean, look, he looks like he's at a night at the opera ahead of him. That's what I'm saying. You know, and then uh, and then I got this guy, good old Magnus, who's getting a lot of love on a lot of social media. But then um, I 
I can't get into You're not the into him? I can't get into the humans. I can't. The knights and all no. that. And I just. No. <laughs> I, just, I, it just, I don't mind personal, him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind him. He he definitely has a unique look. And what oh, I yeah, they look. Him, they do look great. Don't get me wrong. They all look great. But just for me personally, I'm like, nah, give me my creatures, my monsters, you know, my giants, <laughs> my trolls, all that. Well, actually, I'll show this one off first because then the other one will lead into Masters a little bit better. So <laughs> I cobbled together this guy uh, nice, from nice. Magnus Parts and from other pieces. I have a name for him. He's my own little character, but I like pairing him with Ragor, who's my favorite. And they look similar, but uh, they look different enough that it's like, hey, we got two guys. They're like in a faction of their own now, I guess, is the way I look at it. But I really like him. He he's one that every time I look at my shelf, I'm like, he pops because of is that it, gold on there. Is that Sir um, Sean? No, not Sir. Sean is such a bad Sir Scavana. So I I don't know. I have to come up with a name that involves something about me, but Scavano. probably not gassy. My 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 wife would say, "Is he is he Sir Flatulence?" And you're like, eh. "Sir Flatulence." <laughs> dragon fire coming out of his tush. Um, but Ooh, then this dragon one is fire. that could be good. Dragon fire, there we go. This is this is one I was really excited to do, and I finally did as an homage figure. I made myself oh, nice. a bit of a kit bash <clears throat> fisto. And Very reminiscent, yes. Exactly. And the only thing is, I I can't get this. I I got a new glove and everything, but it's still not popping like fisto. But for the time being, it works for me. So until I get another idea. I know there's been other options shown, but I just financially, I'm like saving up for stuff. Yeah. So I'll dabble in that next year, probably. Uh, Beyond that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's about the, the one old, thing you need to find. You need to find a custom bigger glove. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key. I, I like what you yeah. did with the accent and trying to set it off, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, Sometimes you just got to break down. Those LBCs can only get you so far. Yeah, Sometimes you got to break exactly. down and actually get that custom piece. Um, yeah. So speaking saving up for, um, is is there so, something, some big plans that you have <laughs> soon that we might want to share with the fans who might be in the New Jersey area? Yeah, actually, uh, Jesse from Offworld and I are going to go off state and we're going to head over to New Jersey in uh, not this weekend, but next weekend for ToyCon New Jersey. Oh, not the Jets. No. <laughs> ToyCon New Jersey and Legion's Con is Sunday. Nice. Um, so we're bo- we're going for both of those. My wife completely blew my mind last week. Um, we had a talk about it one night, and she was like, where is it again? And this and that. And then the next morning, I woke up, and there is a hotel confirmation. She's, she did that for both of us, and I, I just stood – I literally had my jaw on the floor looking at my phone that morning going, like, I just yeah. mentioned this. And she the next time I saw her, because she's been working yeah. crazy hours, she goes, happy birthday. And then she there went to go. bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it. thank you. But, yeah. So that so is – So we will be there. And that yes. is just in, like, two weeks, isn't it? That's the – not this weekend, but the weekend after the third. Uh, what is it? Thirteenth and fourteenth. Yeah, thirteenth and fourteenth. So ne- next week, mm-hmm. the, next weekend. By the time, next especially weekend. by the time we get this out. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys are in the New Jersey area, or you're look, going to uh, Legion's Con or Toy Con, make sure to check out uh, sh- hook up, uh, meet Sean and Jesse. 
Um, yep, we'll be out there. And uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta send you some swag. Sean might have some swag by the time you right. see him. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and we probably, we probably will record before then. So, uh, by the end of this episode, Sean, you need to come up with a. Uh, Legion's kind phrase that pays. <laughs> I'll work on that. I don't. I don't know. We got a lot going on for one episode that I don't know if my brain's going to process that during the episode. Maybe I'll have to post it on the group later on and be like, "Oh no, that, okay, I figured it out. Here it is." <laughs> that's too. That's too easy. We want the guys that are listening. That's why I'm not even going to have you throw it out here. Um, you don't even need anything. Sense. You don't need anything hard, really. I mean, you mm-hmm. just. Just something unique. So okay, um, but yeah, listen in. I will drop it randomly throughout the episode here, um, and that'll get you. That'll get you something exclusive. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm I'm glad you're gonna get a you're gonna get a break. You're gonna get to go to Jersey and meet all a lot of these wonderful people from online by online yeah. realm. Um, like yeah, I said in our PowerCon episode, that was one of the greatest things about going over there was I actually got to meet these people that I talked to. Um, mm-hmm. And th- there's a lot of great people going to this one. So, um, And if anyone's going and does not want the exclusive Sir Gerard figure that is there, uh, let me know and we can work something out with PayPal. So. Yeah, definitely. I know, I know Matt shot. would love one. But yeah. he unfortunately is not local enough to be able to be there. So no. I just and just you know starting the new job and everything, and my son has a football tournament that weekend, and it's just so many reasons. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. only twelve hour drive or something like that. Might even be less from here. It's not a bad drive, and I would love to go, and it's something I'm eyeing up for next year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just this year with already going to PowerCon and starting the new job and everything else, it's just like, nope, not the right time. Um, but I will get there one of these years. Uh, other than that, I got I did get my All Stars four wave. I have not opened it yet. It's over there. That'll be on the docket later today. But that's ex- uh, it's an exciting time for Legions. Um, yeah. Exciting time for Masters too, really. It just I have not I have not gotten a lot lately. <laughs> um yeah. but guys, those uh CGI toys, they are really pumping those out. I've seen uh you know the the, the bigger figures, I don't are they twelve inches? Ten inches? Yeah, the larger scales are starting to hit now. I think they're twelve, but maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> And uh, and Wave Two's coming out with that uh, Power Grayskull He Man uh, mm-hmm. translucent figure. I I don't know if I can if I can uh, skip that one if I see it in the mm-hmm. uh, Sorceress and uh, my mind's blanking. Who's the third? Orko. No, Evelyn. Evelyn's the one. That's oh yeah, right yeah, now. the powered up Evelyn. Yeah, yeah. No, they've shown Orko and Ram Man, but they haven't actually. Uh, hit anywhere yet. But it looks like they're going to uh, do like they did with Origins. It looks like they're going to be like these fast waves of like just a few characters. Uh-huh. Um, Origins tracking. I saw Skelly Vader uh, found uh, the Jitsu Buzz Off Sorceress wave. So, and actually quite a few people. 
but I remember Skelly Vader specifically. Um, so yeah, there's lots of lots of good stuff hitting right now. Uh, if you're into that, uh, Masterverse Wave Two is starting to hit. You know, my big bad toy store pre-order is doing nothing, and I have not seen them locally, but some people <laughs> are getting them. That uh, wave is awesome looking. I, I saw yeah. a, a, a couple people have gotten them already, and uh, the only one that I'm kind of eh about is Andrew, and that's only because I don't have a lot of owning to that character over. If you put her next to Fisto, of course I'm going to go after Fisto because I've known Fisto since 1984 yeah. or five. You know, yep. it's like Andra is like, oh, I met you. I met you only a couple months ago. Okay, right. <laughs> she got a blast effect so, though. Yeah, which that's cool. And I, I mean, uh, what gets me is that whole wave, Scareglow and um, Stinkor and Fisto. Like yeah. that's that's like my childhood right there. It's really cool. It's like all the different the uniquenesses of those characters. Right. And and uh I just I really like the even the sculpting and stuff looks really well done on those characters. Yeah. So, no, they they're great looking figures. They look like they jumped right off the screen. I can't wait to get them mm-hmm. on. Add them to like I said, Masterverse is like my thing right out of all the lines that are coming out, and that's not saying that some of the lines are bad, but out of all the lines coming out right now, Masterverse is, like, my top. Like, that's really what's hitting it for me. So, mm-hmm. I look forward to that. And speaking of Revelation, we got a nice surprise this past week. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's on YouTube. It might even be on Netflix proper now. I haven't looked recently. But they did drop the trailer for part two of Masters of the Universe Revelation, which premieres on Netflix <clears throat> November 23rd. Nice little Thanksgiving present. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were, your, what were your initial thoughts seeing that, Sean? Uh, I, I remember going into the trailer, I was just like, okay, let's see. I, I wasn't like, I, I was like, ooh, a new trailer. Yeah. But... It, it, it wasn't like the excitement wasn't quite there because I'm still, I still got PTSD <laughs> from all of the, the toxicity we went through over the summer. Um, by the time the trailer was finished, I actually had chills and tears in my eyes at points. Yes. I, I, I can't lie. It really hit on so many cylinders that I was wanting this one to, to hit properly. Yeah. So, I just I I couldn't believe how much they showed, honestly. Um, and I, I'm the same way. I went into it. I was I was hyped. I've been ready for part two for a long time now. I really wish they just released it all together, but they didn't. Move on, Matt. So, <laughs> but so I went. I was pumped. And like you said, I was watching that and I just, I was, it was hitting me in all the feels, but when it was done, it was kind of like, I got, I got that worry. I'm like, if they showed all of that, I'm hoping they still held something. Like this was the exact opposite of that first trailer they showed. Mm -hmm. Whereas that was very much like. We're only allowing you to see very select plot points. We're only, you know, like, we want to keep it a mystery, which I appreciate it, because I hate spoilers. Um, 
this one was just like, here's everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was great, but I also kind of feel like I, I hope there's more. So I, I just hope they've saved some surprises in there for the, these five episodes. I I gotta say, I felt this trailer was probably one of the biggest reactionary trailers to anything I've ever seen because yeah. the amount of sheer negativity, toxicity, and and I don't just mean like it, people had their issues about the show, but then in the fandom there was all sorts of craziness yes. erupting within the fans even over this that I feel like that trailer was just them finally going fine you know like fine here it is and and i mean some of the stuff that they went to i was even shocked that we saw like adam's wound healing his eyes open if you guys haven't haven't watched it yet (laughs) yeah we should have prefaced it sorry but yeah we we see spoiler alert we see the wound healing we see his eyes open up and you know right off the bat i guess that must be episode six because in order to have that and i get why they did that it's like in order to show the He-Man stuff, you gotta see Adam is okay, but right. that is like a, okay, we left right. it on that, and now that cliffhanger's completely fallen out, because we know that's what's gonna happen on the other side. Um, I guess that's my thing, and that point real quick, like, okay, obviously we knew He-Man was gonna be in. Like, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think, even the, I'm gonna say, even the people who, like, spewed the hate about, oh, Adam's dead again, I really don't think even they believed that Adam was actually dead again. Like, no, I think they wanted to complain. That's yeah, they wanted it it's, a, it's a shock jock thing. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone knew that it was there, but to actually show him being healed was like, you know, and, and that, you know, Tila was the one doing the healing. And in, in a very much like Shira, let your wounds be healed way. Mm-hmm. Like it was, yeah. it was an awesome. It's an awesome looking scene. Uh, but I just, I, I, it's like if you're showing me that, I hope there's something just as good that you're not showing me, because that would have been an mm-hmm. amazing scene just going through. And it's got to be episode six. Like they're not going to let him mm-hmm. writhe in pain for three more episodes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was stuff like that. It was showing, you know, uh, the thing with Adam about, you know, the sword is just the conduit, but I'm the spark, and him being able to transform without the sword, like that, that's that's huge. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I'm going to wait to see the whole thing, but I like, I like the idea. Um, I just got to see how it plays out and how, and we'd already got in leaks of the Savage He-Man's bio from the toy and everything else. Like we knew this is where it was going with this like pure powered He-Man. Um, that's, that's more savage, seems a little less intelligent. Um, but again, to actually see that moment was like, okay, so what are you holding back then? Yeah, I, I hope there's something. Um, and I gotta say, they really messed up with the toy of the Savage He-Man. Um, I want that Savage He-Man that's in the trailer. 
Because that yeah. dude, because the Savage He-Man toy that's coming out with the or in the Orco two pack, it's just the Masterverse He-Man looking like the you know the barbarian jungle tribe He-Man, you know the the mm -hmm. tie loincloth and no shoes and all that. But the in the, man in that trailer when he transforms into a Savage He-Man, he's that big Hulk like with the long hair and he's mm -hmm. fast and he's punching Skelly God and I'm like. I want that. Like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that moment when it happened, I jumped. Because I didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. when they... I, we right. knew they were going to go there. The reveals started coming out, like, a week or so ago. Or a little, maybe a little bit more than that. And when that moment happened, I had no idea he was also going to be fast. I figured he was right. just going to be able to punch something and, like, bring down a, a, a he could like if he if he punched a wall in the castle the entire castle right. would be around them you know but instead no he's got the super speed he, he's he reminds me somebody brought it up in one of the groups they showed a, a photo from uh justice league when superman gets reincarnated yeah and he or not reincarnated but brought back to life and then he's just yep. like after the justice league Yep. It's like that is basically what they're pulling in this in certain respects, yes. only it doesn't look like he's going to fight his friends. He's going to fight Skeletor, which is cool. But right. yeah, not, it's like I got questions about it, that. <laughs> it seems like he's not completely mindless, not even as much as the Hulk, but just yeah. like it's all the powers of He Man ramped up to 11. And yeah. So that kind of no overrides. Filter. Yeah, that kind of overrides his his atomness and his intelligence, and he's more instinctual, you know. Yeah. But and I'm hoping they don't go the route where it's like you know Tila and and Fisto have to take him down like that. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it is like he can still direct him, like he knows who's good and who's bad, and he's because uh, I mean he he beats up on, on Skelly God quite a bit in this trailer, <laughs> and uh, and I love and again. Uh, or not again, but Skeletor in this trailer uh, absolutely steals the show. Uh, and I know that was one of our things from the first five. We didn't get a lot of time with Skeletor. And he, he, I know he failed to impress us on some occasions. But these this bits that they showed here, like, this is Skeletor. Like, I love mm -hmm. that, that same scene where he walks into the Royal Palace... And I'm sure there's going to be even more great, but but what we see is you know Skeletor laughing, like, <laughs> and then Adam starts laughing too, and he's like he's like wait wait what 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 are we laughing about? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like that is all the goodness of the '80s Skeletor mixed with like I'm actually a threat. Like he comes mm -hmm. in, he's laughing because he's like I'm going to kill you all, and then Adam mm -hmm. just starts laughing too. He's like wait, um, what what am I missing? Like, mm -hmm. he, you know, and he's, and you get that history between them. Like, he's yeah. like, he's like, no, wait, he's laughing. Like, the, something's not right here. I'm missing something. What am I missing? Mm -hmm. Like, this mm -hmm. is going to, like, I've done this dance before where I think mm -hmm. I've got He-Man. I think I've got the royal family. I think I've got Grayskull. And then He-Man pops up and he's like, nope, not today, Skeletor. And he's like, and you can just see that all that in Skeletor, like, instantly he's like, He's like, nope, something's wrong. I, I mm -hmm. something's wrong. Something. I don't care that I have the sword. I have the power. Something's wrong here. He's yeah. not. He's not like he should be. And uh, and he and even that line he's got about about like 
I have the power. Why did it answer his call? Like, it's that mm-hmm. same Skeletor. It's like, no, this is mine. This is my destiny. I mm-hmm. got it. This, this, no. It, just that yeah. frustration from him. Like, every, every single bleeping time he made. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that. And, um, uh, and for, for anyone, uh, we only got to, well, we got to hear it twice on the first five episodes, one of which was He-Man doing it. Yeah. But for anybody that wasn't impressed with Chris Wood doing By the Power of Grayskull, Man. right there. I was uh, I When was. you hear that, that in the trailer of him, just he doesn't even have the sword, but it's like, that was epic. I loved how he delivered that line and that way more than I have in uh, Revelation, yeah. even though that one, it didn't bother me, but it was definitely like a, I was waiting for a better version, hopefully somewhere in the show along the line. Exactly. Um, and, and it made me feel like a kid again to watch that one, because the minute that you see um, the minute you see buzz off Ram man, Fisto, Stratos, yes. the Avions. I was just sitting there yelling at my phone screen, pointing at everyone, and like I wanted to see this in the first five. Right. That was the main thing too. And for anyone who had issues with that, I can't blame you because I wanted to see what is the powerhouse version of Ramnan? What's right. the powerhouse version of Fisto in action other than running and right. punching one thing in the first episode? And you know, it's like I want to see Clamp Champ showing back up. I want to see yeah. Buzz off in action. You know, so um, I really got a kick out of that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I and on the transformation, real quick, and that's because the this time Chris has put in some 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 effort into it, and not not that, but like the the it's 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 the more declarative. Like he's by the power of Great Skull. Like, Adam's like, no, I'm calling the power. We're going to win. You know, whereas it's a great juxtaposition. Now that I see this, it's like, okay, I get why he played it this way at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it was, it's that passage of time. It's the, he's gone from, like, I'm the prince, we're in control, you know, by the power of Grayskull. Like, this is what I do. To, all right, we're in trouble, you know. We're overmatched right now. I need the power of Grayskull. Like, mm-hmm. again, and I, I I believe I said, that if not on the show, I said to you privately, at the end of the first five, I'm like, we need this next five. Because I felt like, I felt that way. I felt they set up a lot of things that were like, all right, this is going to transition over the show. And mm-hmm. here, his transformation without the sword is the payoff to that earlier transformation. It's the, look where, how far we've come. Look how much time has passed. Look how bad things have gotten. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw a little bit of that in, in the first five, the, those those mirrors, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think really after this last five, it's like all that stuff they set up is going to come home. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. And it's, it's ma- it's making me appreciate that early transformation more now that I've seen this one, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's what's going to happen with the first five. I think once we see the second five, even though I liked it, I think as a whole, it's going to elevate the whole thing because we really only got a half a story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that that those battle scenes they showed were amazing. I'm hoping there are even more masters. I still didn't see my boy Cyclone, Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> Cyclone, because we know he does everything on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seeing all those guys, it was like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Evil Lynn becoming the sorceress of Grayskull um, mm-hmm. was amazing. That see, was getting awesome. To, getting to see Webstore, Goatman, Pig Boy, you know, uh, Clawful's back. Spiker's really there this time. You know, yeah. All that, you know, that was great. So, and, and it goes back. It's it's it, it's like the old mini comics. It seems like okay, Skeletor and He Man are back now. And they're gathering their forces. Like, all right, mm-hmm. we need to get back. We need to start back at one, right? We need to we need to Brian McKnight it. We gotta start <laughs> back at one. We need to get we need to get our forces back. You know, I need to you know, obviously Adam's, you know, we've seen that still shot where he, he you know, he confronts King Randor and Queen Marlena. You know, where we are gonna get to see that. We're gonna get to get the heroic word. We're gonna get the band back together. And yeah. And get to a place where, you know, we can take on Skeletor. And, of course, Skeletor, you know, he knows. He's like, yeah, I got the power. I got the sword. I got Grayskull. But He-Man's going to come. Like, he just, he, he knows that. Like, I need my mm-hmm. warriors. You know, Evelyn takes the part of the sorceress. And I'm loving that design. You know, we kind of saw, yeah. we saw the similar thing in Eternity War where she became the sorceress of Horkoth. And that was a cool outfit, but I really feel that this one is more of like a mirror version of our sorceress, of Tilana. Where it's like, she's got the Zor Falcon motif, and Evelyn's got this bat motif with a literal bat mm-hmm. headdress and everything. Like, now that is an evil sorceress of Grayskull. Like, they knocked Agreed. out the park with that design. Definitely. And uh, uh, there, there is one part that I know I, I went off in our... Uh, private messages and I, I just want to throw it out there because it's the perfect place to throw it out to be honest throw it. um so when i was a kid and i always looked at the masters of the universe box art anytime i got anything right that box art was always so grim dark mm-hmm. mysterious foreboding yes and as a kid that only made this line more enticing because there is something about that. I think it's part of why Ghostbusters resonated with me as a kid. It's the whole, you as a kid have the power to fight the things that scare you or the, yeah. to do something about that. And it gives you the power to do it. Right. And in the case of this trailer, they did the one thing that made me at this moment, got me misty eyed. And it, it was, it was this simple little moment where he man has the power sword back and he says, yep. get to safety positions. And they're like, there are no safety positions. And there's like all these villagers behind them and yep. stuff. It's like, Oh, there is behind me. And the minute they did that, I'm like, that's my he man. Like Absolutely. when I was a kid, I always pictured myself in those Rudy Obrero artwork paintings on the boxes. Yep. And when I thought of what that would have been like, I thought, Beastman's going to try to grab me from behind. Then coming out of the darkness of Skeletor, you see the red eyes, he's cackling, evil in, they're all flanking you and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just hear, I've got you! And he jumps down yeah. and starts fighting everything, because he is the one warrior 
that will come through the darkness and fight all of the bad things that are giving you nightmares. And that is He-Man. And when he said that, I was like, you got me. Because yeah. that is such a primal He-Man moment for me that uh, I can't wait to see that in the context of the story. Because I was already getting emotional just with that. And I'm like, oh, crap. I can only see where this is going to go. I'm going to be like Kevin Smith going, oh, watch the Flash. Yeah. What, what, what happened on the Flash? This is a normal episode, but I watched it. He's bawling yeah. his eyes. <laughs> no, it, it was great. I got, I got, I got chills down my spine. The same reason. It's like that is He Man. That is mm-hmm. so. All this is happening. Evil warriors, shadow beasts, Skelcon, yeah. dragons, like everything going on, and He Man just like, I got you. Yeah. Uh huh. Like exactly. That, yes, exactly. That is He Man, uh, and the fact that they're they're even enlisting villagers with pitchforks and shovels yeah. like that yeah that's filmation right that's great rebellion stuff yeah. right there like mm-hmm. oh it, it was it was great from beginning to end it, i was absolutely enthralled amazed um they got they had they had they clearly showed you this time where the story was going and mm-hmm. uh, and I think you're right. I think that was absolutely reactionary. I think it was, you know, we're tired of hearing people try and twist this into something else. You know, we're tired of trying to, you know, you know, honestly, just like with any good trailer, Marvel does it all the time. They'll include whole scenes that aren't even in it. You know, they didn't even go that far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're trying to do that to preserve the narrative for those of us that don't like spoilers. Um, but I think Netflix this time very much took the stand of, we're just going to show you what's happening here. Like this is the storyline. And like I said, for me personally, if, if that's all we get is seeing all this fleshed out, I'll be very happy. Um, but I am hoping that there are a couple surprises that they're holding in their back pocket to, Mm -hmm. to make me just go, wow. Uh, well, one of them, real quick, I will say one of them I wish they would have kept out of the trailer because I would have cheered. Oh, are you going there? No, go ahead. You take it. Okay. The one that was going to be my last I, thing. <laughs> okay, the, the one that I really wish they would have kept out of the trailer, and it's yep. literally a blink and you miss it moment for me, is Marlena in the Talon oh. Fighter. Okay, I you had really, a different one. I really wish they would have kept that in the show because I would have been like jumping out of my seat and cheering yeah. that part on, especially with it being connected to you and I doing the show and yep. we watched that and reviewed it. And that would have been like, a, oh, that's a deep cut and they did it, you know? And, yeah. um, but anyway, that that is my one. I really wish they wouldn't have shown that because that looks... And the thing I love is that just goes to show you how bad it is that Marlena is even getting back in the pilot seat one more time. Right. And she's even going into it with everybody else. It's not just Randor and not just He-Man. Even right. she's showing up to the fight. Yeah. No, that is a great scene. My, I, and I, we actually had different things. My one thing that I really wish that they had kept out is the very last shot uh, of the trailer where Scareglow is about to chop down King Randor and you see the red robe shoot out, grab the scythe, and we hear a very peppy, trolling-like voice say, mm-hmm. you guys are in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like, I mean, I preached on, ep- on 
episode four that there is no way Orko is actually dead. Mm-hmm. I never for one second believed he was. But the fact that they put the confirmation in the trailer, like that's a moment where, uh, where I mean, it would have it would have been. And again, this is all speculative because we don't even know how this is going to be presented. For all we, yeah. but the way it's shown in the trailer, I'm imagining it's a uh, he pops back up at the right moment to save King Randor. And if that is the way it happens, like that is that is a Han Solo, you know shooting Darth Vader's TIE fighter moment. Yep. Like, I still remember the first time I watched A New Hope and, you know, Luke's targeting and Vader's right behind him and I'm like, well, he's screwed. Like, they, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't see how, you know, and I was, I want to say I was probably like 10 or 11 probably. I mean, I, I was actually a bit older before I actually watched A New Hope. Might have been a little young. But like, in my mind, I'm not even thinking about Han. Like, Han left. Yeah. You know, I'm at that age where I'm just like, oh, he left. He took his money and mm-hmm. he left. All right, so by the time we get here, I'm like, how? And then you just hear that voice, you know, you know you're know, you clear. Take the shot or whatever. I'm probably messing. Someone's yelling at me like, that's not the line. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm remembering. I feel the feeling right now of when you're like, Han came back. Like, yep. yes. You know, that that's the way it's presented in this trailer is that Orko's like, oh, no, you're in trouble now, Scareglow. And, like, to, uh, that that feeling, like I said, I just, that's the one, that's the one part I wish they'd taken out of the trailer because I think, while I didn't believe he was dead, I felt that's something that would have, like, wowed me with Orko popping back up. You know, like, here I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, we used it already. Reactionary, yeah. it really was. Yes. And it, there is that one line in the trailer, and they put it in at a really cool moment. It was right after uh, Adam uh, turns into Mega He Man or whatever, Savage He Man, where it says "reclaim, reclaim the power." And yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, "Yeah, Netflix is basically this is what's happening." Netflix is going, "We're reclaiming it too because we're." freaking tired of you guys complaining about this crap you know and there's battle cat um <laughs> this is like oh. the heck with this <laughs> you gotta pay me to be on the podcast <laughs> dad yeah for um, those audio but, listeners my cat willow just popped up into in the yep. frame there and then clawed me and because <laughs> that's what cats do yes they do but yeah and but don't give me they, right. that's what they did i i feel like I want everyone to know. I love the trailer. I love where this is going. I don't want to. I don't want to act like I'm being negative. I'm just being selfish right now, and and oh. I hate spoilers. Sean knows this about me. Everybody yes. knows this about me. And this was a very spoiler filled trailer. Um, and I wasn't expecting that after the first one, so it caught me off guard. I loved it. This next five episodes is going to be great. Um, but yeah, that's like you said, this is very reactionary. And I'm not even saying that as a negative thing. Like I think Netflix had they had to. Like they had they had to try and and curb some of these fools who just can't stop making these clickbait videos. And and yeah. this was the best they could do to try and stem that cuz nobody wins from that. Like all you do mm-hmm. is is you get the toxicity, you get the hate, you get the, you know, whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. no 
positive to that, except that some guy made, you know, 20 bucks that month or whatever off YouTube mm-hmm. ads. Like, the, the one thing I will say, and then I'm good on, on this topic as well, is I almost don't need a second. The, the first uh, four or the first five episodes, yeah. they did the second trailer. I don't need right. that. And this already has me. I'm there. Just release it on the 23rd and I'm yep. going to sit on my couch and yep. I'm going to watch all five. I don't need a second trailer because I honestly feel after this one, all they're going to do is start showing too much. And then I'm even going to get to the point of going, do I really need to show up now? Because that was, I, I even, there were a couple moments, definitely. Like I said, the Adam getting healed, it's like, it would have been kind of nice for them not to show that so that you're going, well, how did that happen? You know, at least because you figure He-Man will be back. But at this point, I feel like everything else is just going to be worse in spoilers. Oh, it's got to be. And it does. So, so. Just you get you did a great one. Yeah, let's just get to the twenty third. And I'm hoping it will be that way because this one is much more in line with the second trailer that they released initially. Because that first one was you know the holding out for a hero. You know, yeah. I think it was like one or two lines of dialogue. Like it was very much a teaser trailer. And then they came out with the actual like trailer that gave us a little glimpse into the story, some more dialogue yeah. and everything else. Whereas this is more in that second vein. So I'm assuming this will be it. Maybe they might release a clip or two like they did uh, from the first one. You know, we had that clip of He-Man on the boat, you know, fighting Mm -hmm. Skeletor and Merman. I could see something like that, but I don't expect them to do a second trailer. And if they do, I'll be with you. I will not watch it after watching this one. It's like, yeah, anything more you show, it's just like too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. Ugh. High hopes. November twenty third. Check it out. And now, are you planning on rewatching the first five uh, shortly before the second five? I might. Uh, since that, uh, it's a Tuesday. Um, I believe so. Yeah, I, I'm at the point of if it, if over the weekend I have the ability to, I'll probably watch them after the kids go to bed. It's just to... Yeah, it is a Tuesday, I think. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm off Tuesday and Wednesdays now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I know what Matt's going to be doing that day then. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, my my hope, actually, what I want to do is I want to, I want to go all the way through at once. Honestly, that is, I don't know if kids in time will allow it, but my hope is to just start right back at the beginning and just all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, episode episode one through ten, and go. You're looking about five, six hours. I mean, it's not, it's not a terrible time commitment, but. No, I I think the most that you're looking at is probably four to five hours tops. Cause what the the first five are about 20 ish minutes, almost 30 minutes a piece. Yeah. It depends. Somewhere closer to 30, even just using 30, 10 episodes. Yeah. Five hours. So yeah. Honestly, I, I'll tell you, I, I when when the first ones came out that weekend, when I was puttering around like cobbling, doing yeah. my part swapping with legions and all that, 
I was down in my basement and I had it on and one minute it started the first episode. The next minute I knew, Oh, yeah. he just killed Adam. Well, crap, that was quick. <laughs> so, you know, you can almost do a two nighter, just do the first part one at first night and then the second night, yeah. watch the second part or whatever. And then you got yeah. your whole series. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, my, my, uh, at least I want to watch them shortly before, like you said, like the night before, maybe the weekend before, like I want the refresher, but my dream is to go just like, all right, Tuesday, all episodes are on Netflix, play episode one and just right through to the action. What, um, what got me is, uh, just from the, my kids reactions. Cause I, I usually throw those in there when we talk about this yeah. stuff. When I showed it to my kids, my daughter was in awe. Yes. And she like there's there's moments in that trailer where she just couldn't believe this is what they're gonna be doing. My son, when he saw it, goes, I don't want it. And I'm like, why not? I want the other one. So it's it's boom. It's the the CGI one is my son's He-Man. He he pretty much yeah. Lying in the sand there, and my daughter, she'll watch both of them. This is a little more for her, in my opinion, than the CGI one even is. Yeah. But she has reasons to love them both, and she'll watch them both. And right. there you go. All my kids were amazed by this trailer. They couldn't wait. They did ask me, though, because I said the new trailer's out. And a, their first reaction was, uh, I forget how they said it. I think, but yeah, basically they were asking... Is it for the CGI one? Mm-hmm. For the next episodes of those, so they, you know, <laughs> they want to they want to get on. They want to get now. going on that, and it's probably <laughs> well. And that was a more recent one, so I can see why it's mm-hmm. in my mind. But yeah, but they're just then I'm like, no, it's for Revelation, and they were still like, oh yeah, let's let's watch it, and they loved it. They can't wait. They they were shocked by you know the stuff that was shown, and even they were going, oh, Scarecrow's back, and, you know, yeah, uh, uh, there's Ram Man, you know, they were excited about that, so they're excited about, they'll watch it with me, but yeah, I got the same feeling, that they were more like, well, what about, what about, you know, He-Man mm-hmm. the Universe, like that, and, like, they're still thinking about that, like, how's that That's cliffhanger cool. end, you know, so, yeah, and I love it, I love that, I love that they're getting, you know, enthused about it, and that they want to watch it, because I've never been the parent that's like, Oh, you have to watch this because I watch it as a kid. Like I've always just been like, "Well, I'm watching it. Do you want to?" Or you know, or they have just mm-hmm. seen it themselves because of you know they've seen my toys and they want to play with the toys or what? Like I've yeah. I've always just let them come to it naturally. And they all of this is really like I think that CGI show is bringing them to it more than mm-hmm. any of my showing them filmation or showing them to the toys ever has. Um, and that's yep. exactly what we wanted out of that at the end of the day. Um, and just mm-hmm. a plus that I have actually enjoyed the CGI series as well. And I can't wait to see where that goes. So I, I do think it's it's kind of hidden on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Revelation, November 23rd. Uh, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now for our main topic of the day um we're gonna jump back we're gonna we've been talking a lot about revelation cg we've been talking a lot about the new stuff so it is time to jump back to some vintage goodness 
Um, goodness. This, this is going to be a little different than normal, guys, because we have really, um, basically, we have been inundated with a lot of Tila lately. So, Sean and I decided this was a good time to go back and look at some vintage origins. So, this is going to be a little different than our normal reviews and everything because we're not really doing a review today we're doing more of a discussion um but we're going to start off we're going to do a little compare and contrast we're going to do take a look at uh tila throughout the years in the 80s we're going to take a look at her mini comic origin and then we're going to take a look at her filmation origin and do a bit of a compare contrast and what worked for us what didn't work for us um so let's start off here with the tale of Tila. Um, this should have been. Uh, yep, this was 1982 DC Comics, and I am reading it courtesy of the He-Man Master Universe mini comic collection. Um, and this this was part of that. Second Wave, uh, published by DC Comics, um, where they were starting to kind of get more of the groundwork of Eternity fleshed out. This is where it was starting to change a little bit. Um, and, and they were really trying trying to flesh out the characters and figure out who they were. Uh, so, Sean, when was the first time that you read this mini-comic? Did you have this one as a kid, or is this something you discovered yeah. later? No, I, I had it as a kid. Um, I can't for the life of me remember. I mean, I was I was still back. This was definitely pre-filmation for me. Um, and I think my mom was reading some of these to me, but I was following the story, at least using the visuals, which was why comic books were such a big deal to me as a kid. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think it like when I was a kid, it was always kind of interesting to see here's a main character, yet not the spotlight character. And here we're getting into an origin about her. Right. And, and it, it did, it was trying to, it was, it, it was trying to fill in that hole. Well, we, we gave you one figure and she's yep. got the snake headdress, but we keep showing her with just her hair and she's not wearing the headdress and yep. that's Tila. But then we have and it was it was almost like even back then they they were Mattel was thinking we need to make sense of this because now we have one character represented one way but we still have the warrior goddess in there too you know exactly and that that was a big point of confusion in the beginning of the toy line you know that they kind of I can't remember if it was they merged. I think it was they end up merging. Like, I think there was actually designed to be two figures, the goddess and Tila. And then they kind of just released the one figure. But then in the comics, they kept using both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even saw in the DC miniseries that we, we've covered way back when. That was like in the teens, I think, or even maybe even that earlier. Was- that was in our early days. Yeah. It was our early days. <laughs> but in the letters column there, they someone wrote in about like they're confused because, you know, the fit the the toy is 
Tila, heroic warrior goddess, but every comic they've picked up has Tila and the goddess. Like, there's a literal kid writing in, like, this doesn't make sense. And in mm-hmm. that, in there, uh, DC Comics replied that, don't worry, we have many comics coming out that are going to explain this, because this is same thing. DC did that miniseries, and then they published this wave or two of mini comics to be included with the mm-hmm. toys. So right off the bat, they're like, okay, we have to explain this. Um, and this, this is one that I did not uh, read until the days of the internet. I did not have this mini comic as a kid. I did not know about this origin at all. So um, obviously that is going to color uh, my, my view of this yeah. origin. Um, but basically here we are, and again, they're already retconning stuff that had already been established in the previous mini-comics. Because Tila had been around. Um, but we had seen Tila meet Man-at-Arms along with He-Man, you know, and there's, um, and there wasn't much, there wasn't any relationship between them in those first four. They were just warriors that He-Man met and started fighting with them. Now Mm -hmm. here we're seeing, this is where they're cementing in the mini-comic world that Man-at-Arms is Tila's adopted father, you know, and, uh. And so it just it's kind of that natural evolution where they're they're trying to lock down some of the more abstract concepts. And you gotta figure nineteen eighty two, Filmation is working on their stuff at the same time, which I'm sure, you know, we discussed that before too. DC had to have had access. There had to have been some sort of a back and forth, even if it was indirectly mm-hmm. through Mattel, where Mattel's like, Hey, Filmation is doing this. Let's see if we can get some of that in here. Um, but basically the story is pretty straightforward and we're not going to go as in depth. Cause like I said, we're trying to focus more on Tila in her origin. Um, but that's basically all this comic is, uh, Skeletor lures Tila away from the palace. Uh, he wants to use her to conquer Grace Gull and, you know, um, uh, Point Dread has also appeared, and we find out that Point Dread appears every 20 years. And the last time it appeared, Skeletor tried to take control of the Talon Fighter, but failed because the goddess showed up. Um, Skeletor captured the goddess and made a magical duplicate of her, which took the form of a baby who Skeletor then decided he was going to raise that baby clone, magical clone of the goddess, and when she was of age, he would take her as his bride, and they'd be able to conquer Grayskull and rule the universe. Skeletor, you are a creepy old man. Yeah, Uh, nothing creepy about that at all, right? (laughs) So, but unfortunately, Man-at-Arms showed up, um defeated Skeletor, rescued the goddess, but the goddess uh, then decided not to reabsorb the baby, which was created from draining her magic, but instead gave her to man-at-arms to raise as his daughter. Um, and we find out that the goddess's name is Tila as well, because man-at-arms says, if you will permit 
I will name her Tila after you, goddess. So again, like you said, they're really trying to tie in that toy line that we released Tila as the heroic warrior goddess. Like that, yeah. it's literally both of their names. Um, and Skeletor, after explaining all this, now that he's got Tila, he he's going to mind control her and and take her as his bride. They're going to rule Grayskull. Um, He-Man, Stratos, Ram Man, and Battle Cat realize something's wrong. Tila's missing. Her Battle Ram's gone. They go to find her. Mandarm stays behind and uh, meets up with the goddess so that they can go because he's got a feeling that this has something to do with her true origin. Um, why he thinks that, I don't know, but he does. So the heroic warriors meet the evil warriors. They fight. Skeletor goes to Grayskull, uh, which because of Tila's link with the castle, it's permitting, it's going to permit Skeletor to enter just like he'd planned. Um, but Man-at-Arms and the Goddess show up trying to free Tila from the mind control. Goddess does not want to harm Tila, obviously. Um, and so she ends up reabsorbing Tila into herself and becoming the full goddess again and banishing Skeletor from Grayskull. Uh, after Skeletor is taken care of, the goddess places the Talon Fighter um, onto Grayskull so that Skeletor cannot control it again. They want to know what happened to Tila, and the goddess splits off the adult Tila from herself once again, saying that while it felt glorious to be whole again, Tila has a life of her own now, and I will not deprive her of it. And it ends with He-Man pondering that even though this has been a great victory, will Tila always be Tila, or will she someday have to merge with the goddess forever? So pr uh, pretty basic, but the, it, it it raises some very interesting questions, namely that whole idea of, you know, can Tila be her own person forever, or will someday she have to to remerge with the goddess? Um, uh -huh. I, th th this one always throws me for a loop every time I read it. They're just so much going on in this short story uh what, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts before i go into mine i've talked for a minute here so what'd you, well, what'd, you what'd you like about this origin uh let's see what did i like i think it was kind of cool that you know there is an aspect of the sorceress getting parted from some of her power yeah. and then this this baby happening from it in a, in a sense, but then the, it, like on the other side of it, for me, I'm not a fan of when they talk cloning in yeah. stories that to me is always like the, I, I, I am unlike Travis Bowles where I am not watching <laughs> Clone Wars. So <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I know every other True thing is Clone Wars. Um, and it's just one of those things that to me, it, I I always feel like when you get into cloning, it automatically undermines something that could be done without using it, I guess. 
Yeah. But it is kind of interesting to think, okay, you take a part of the sorceress's power away from her and that power is um, alive. So right. it creates life through it or whatever. But the means that it happens with the whole creepy uncle Skeletor thing is really like, even as a kid, I, I was like, he's going to raise her to be his bride. Like, right. I don't know. I just knew that was just wrong. That yeah, concept was not a grooming. good idea. Yeah. No, uh, it's, the grooming it's, aspect it's was terrible. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's a really interesting concept, but at the same time, and, and really, that makes, in this continuity, that makes Skeletor her father. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the one who siphoned this power from the goddess yeah. and made this baby. That, as much as the goddess is her mother, Skeletor yeah. is her father, which, that, you know. That, that's a little bit of a Smurfette thing. Because uh, yeah. in, Smur- in the Smurfs, exactly. Gargamel created her to, to mess with the Smurfs and cause havoc, which I only just found that out a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know why I'm even using that like I'm an authority, but no, no but and, it's, and it's that, the same thing. Absolutely. That's interesting from a perspective, at least, because when it's, it's the Luke Skywalker syndrome to me, it's like, if you say that the biggest evil in the universe in Star Wars' case is Darth Vader, technically, yep. I guess, even though there's higher ups over him. And in, in Masters, obviously, it is Skeletor. And you say this evil incarnate character helped to create you, but right. then you are a force for good. That's interesting. That is something that I I do like the concept of. It's always that mucky stuff on the other side of the concept of I'm going to make this baby, but then I'm going to groom the baby to be there. And it's like, yeah. if he would just say, I'm going to raise her and have her become the next sorceress so I can be the one in Grayskull, right. that would have maybe been a better in, I guess. Because uh, I'm hung up on that. I, I know that. I right, right. No, no. The bride but, thing is yeah. weird. Just the fact that Skeletor didn't <laughs> want to take a bride. and that, But that was yeah. a kind of focus of those early mini comics. Like that, that Skeletor was actually going to. That I guess they were trying to do like a uh, like a He Man skeleton versus Skeletor for even for the affections of Tila. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, well, that type it, of thing. But it's unnecessary. I've always felt it's it, as of the way that we tell stories now and the way that we try not to do that. It makes it like yeah. it, it really dates that story. Sure, in, in my opinion, because. Um, like I remember when I was a kid, I liked watching the superpowers galactic guardians TV show when that was on and, uh, they'd had dark side come in. Yeah. So that opened up the whole thing of, okay, well, it's not just Lex Luthor. We got dark side showing up to cause sure. some trouble for the DC superheroes. And almost every episode it's, I want wonder woman as my bride. And there would be, now we're going to kidnap wonder woman. And now it's about what, and it's right. like, Dude, like it doesn't have to be about the bad guy needing yeah, to have the girl who's the trophy. It could be that yeah. she's her own thing, and the bad guy wants something else. But unfortunately, that's where this one went. No, so that a, that to me is not the greatest idea. That's yeah, it's all. an old trope. It's it's Lois yeah. Lane dating Lex Luthor. It's like okay, is she yeah. gonna go for the bad yeah. guys or is she gonna go for the good guy? You know exactly. That's, um, but yeah, it definitely dates it, and it just I guess. One my big thing is they really don't even deal with Tila's side of this. Like no. there is no 
there's no Tila trying to come to terms with like, wait, I'm what? You know, she just kind of like accepts it. And it's it's He-Man at the end that's pondering like, well, what does this mean for her? Which is a very interesting question. What does this mean for her? Mm-hmm. Is obviously we saw that the goddess is a lower power level without Tila a part of her. So will there come that time where she needs that energy back? Will they? Will it be permanent this time? Like that. That to me is actually a really intriguing story element. Mm-hmm. And how much how much power does Tila have on her own? You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything we've seen has always hinted that Tila is going to follow. You know. Uh, follow in the destiny of being a powerful sorceress. But what's that mean in in this world where she's old, she's literally just a fraction of that power and not even necessarily tied into like a bloodline? Mm-hmm. I the, this this story reminded me of why I wish they they could do almost like a let's veer this in two different directions. Right. Let's keep telling this mini comic continuity. Right. Because it's giving you a different story and we're fleshing out things that Filmation is going to do on their own. But maybe this could be the toy line story in some ways. And I know that would be confusing. It, it's almost the equivalent of, gee, Revelation and yeah. He-Man and the Masterverse. But, uh, math, uh, yeah, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe both yeah. being out at the same time, giving you two different versions of something. But you can enjoy them both because... Once Filmation came into it, and everybody was doing the whole, well, she's just the sorceress's daughter, and Man at Arms right. adopted her because you know uh, the sorceress wanted her to, and all that, or wanted him to. In this case, you're dealing with a whole different character. You're right. not even dealing with the sorceress. You're dealing with the goddess. And what would that mean to have her be that character? Right. And wh- what's that eventual destiny versus being the the Falcon? version right. like in filmation right so I, that's a story that to me it would still be fun to tell even if it's like a what if or and that's you know something and we've said that before that the el the, the, the mini comic continuity that early one is prime for an elseworlds elseworld style you know comic series where it's like mm-hmm. okay we're just gonna stay in these confines and and see where this story goes because um, that that is the intriguing part to me. Like I said, I, I'm just I'm really disappointed that they didn't take a minute in this comic to get Tila's reaction to all of this. She is very passive in this story. She is mm-hmm. just along for the ride, and it it. I mean, in this story, they she knows, like they don't hide it from her. They don't explain it away at the end. They don't like. No, it's revealed. You are my daughter, my clone. Mm-hmm. You know, and she never has that opportunity to go, well, what does this mean now? Yeah. Um, real quick, because I, I, we're already kind of getting into it. Let's take a second here right quick to discuss her filmation origin, which uh, came out famously in the episode Tila's Quest, written by Paul Dini. Um, and this was one of the earliest episodes of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from Filmation. It was included as the second episode on Volume 1 of the VHS, The Greatest Adventures of All. Um, I mean, it went Diamond Ray of Disappearance, Tila's Quest, and then Colossal Awakes, which are all 
amazing episodes. I had that video as a kid. I watched it all the time. Um, so right from the get-go, Filmation's going, we have to explain Tila and her origin and her connection, you know, to the world. Like, that is how important of a character she is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, uh, like I've said many times, we get one of the greatest episodes of the series. And if I, if anybody wants to know who the characters of He-Man and Tila are, and really, like, when they're written 100%, Watch Tila's quest because this sets the tone for Tila and for He-Man for this entire series. Not even like He-Man, like the Prince Adam as well. Like as we've discussed before in, in filmation, Adam really has to keep up his Adam persona. And you know, I know we're focused on Tila today, but real quick, where that with that opening scene where you know Tila's confronting Adam. And she's like, where were you today? You missed training. And he's he says, oh, you know, I was busy with, with royal duties or whatever. And they've got the memory device. And, and Teal's like, oh, yeah, let's take a look at that. And and she puts it on him and it shows uh, Cringer sleeping and him fishing, dozing off. And, and she's like, royal duties, huh? Shouldn't you be ashamed of yourself, Adam? And he goes, I am. I didn't catch a thing. Like yeah. right there, like that is. <laughs> oh, this whole episode is just full of these little like one-liners from He-Man and Adam that are just like, "That's the character," you know. Yeah. Well, I I still remember I had an anxiety moment when I was a kid when that happened because all I kept thinking was, if she's not careful, she's going to see him do the transformation because I thought so, maybe yeah. in the morning he had something he had to address as He-Man. That would have been a hell of a thing. Like, second episode, ah, secret's out! <laughs> and dude, I got that a bit from the writing. I got, because Adam was panicked. Like, he, he was yeah, he's panicked. Like, oh, and then, <laughs> he was panicked more than just like, oh, she's going to catch me fishing. He's like, wait, wait, what is this going to show? You know, yeah. like, yeah, again, masterfully written. <laughs> But basically, the premise of the episode is is that Tila is is upset that she has no memories of her mother. She has, she cannot. I mean, man, and she said, you know, Man Arts has been a great adopted father, but that's all he is. And she's really having some questions about who she is and where she comes from. Like mm-hmm. this, is, I mean, guys, we're talking episode two of Filmation here, basically. Like this, just saying, this yeah. is an integral part of Tila. And she talks to Man in Arms. She goes to Man in Arms. She's like, what What can you tell me about my mother? And he, t- he says to her, which I thought this was uh, Man in Arms part, a horrible way to, to address the issue. He tells her, he's like, that is a secret I've sworn never to reveal. <laughs> like, man, Boom, close that to- door. <laughs> no, but, but not only close that door, but to, to, to admit to her that obviously he knows something at least, but I'm not going to tell yeah. And I get it's a, it's a tough spot. You know, it's, it's, I don't want to lie to her, but I also can't tell her this. But if I make up something, how's that going to come back and bite me later when she eventually does find out? 
Mm-hmm. It's a pretty interesting theme, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so Tila is frustrated. She's upset. And she said, you know what? I'm finally going to do something about it. That's something she thought about for years. And she is going to go seek out the Oracle of the Crystal Sea because he's supposed to be able to be this this great Oracle that can, you know, his sees all, knows all, and can reveal all. She's like, I'm going to find out the truth. And she heads off. Um, in similar fashion, uh, Adam finds out that, you know, uh, Orko tells him that Tila's heading to the Crystal Sea, though he doesn't know why. And I was like, you know, the Crystal Sea can be dangerous. She went alone. I'm going to suit up. Transforms. Him and Battle Cat take off after her to make sure she's all right. Uh, Orko also ends up telling the Sorceress about it. And the Sorceress also takes off to, to check on Tila, thinking, <laughs> actually kind of like in the mini-comic, like, this might be tied into something that uh, I need mm-hmm. to be there for. So they both take off. Tila's heading through the Crystal Sea. We find out that, again, 20 years earlier, uh, Merman had tried to sacrifice uh, the daughter of Zor the Falcon to... Oh, no, he's trying to... I'm sorry. My bad. He was trying to sacrifice Zor, uh, this mystical falcon to Bakul, a sea demon, as an offering, to, and that would help uh, Merman gain control over him. Um, and kind, kind of the same, a similar kind of origin, uh, Zor calls Man-at-Arms to help because Merman's, you know, he's trying to approach the nest, and there's something in the nest that Zor doesn't want him to get. Um... Uh, Man Arm shows up, defeats Merman, and uh, and we don't find out at that point what's in the nest. But it all kind of flashes to present day here where Skeletor sees Tila's head into the Crystal Sea. Merman goes, you know what? I'm going to use Tila, and I'm finally going to get control of Bakul. So he heads off. Uh, they do, and uh, Tila finds the Oracle. I know I kind of conflated some of this, but uh, Tila hears that first part of her origin story, but the Oracle is interrupted at the point where he's about to reveal what's in Zor's nest, and that's when uh, Merman shows up with his fish demons and captures Tila. Uh, He-Man shows up shortly thereafter, and the Oracle tells him that, you know, Merman took Tila. He-Man heads to save her. Uh, great fight, great quips. You know, He-Man versus the fish people. Uh, he breaks in. Merman has risen back cool. He's about to Tila. T- uh, He-Man throwing the sword to free Tila. Tila using the sword to fend off back cool. I mean, it's, just, it's a great action scene. Uh, Zor swoops in and and destroys the Crimson Pearl, which was allowing Merman the possibility of controlling Bakul. Bakul turns on Merman. Uh, He-Man, being the He-Man we know he is, goes goes up to save Merman and goes, I may hate myself later, but... uh, And he ends up saving Merman. (laughs) 
I love Merman's line too when he went after He Man throws him off there, and uh, and, and I love how He Man doesn't hesitate to save Merman, and the second Merman is clear, he's like, "You fool! Nabakul's gonna destroy you!" and he just takes off. He's like <laughs> in pure <laughs> slimy Merman fashion, he takes off. Um. And then uh, uh, He-Man ends up defeating Bakul, and they head back to the Oracle so that Tila can finish the story. And I will actually let uh, John Irwin and Linda Gary take it from here. Oh, Oracle, finish your tale. Tell me of my mother. Young man-at-arms had driven off Merman and made his way to the Falcon's Nest. Inside the nest was a baby girl. It was the sorceress's young daughter. With the passing of her husband, she had brought the child to the mountain to raise her in peace. But after Merman's attack, the falcon knew that without a real home, the baby would never be truly safe. The young warrior's heart went out to the child, and he promised to care for her all his days. You are that child, Tila. That means my mother is the sorceress of Grayskull. Mother? Yes. You are my own daughter, and someday you will take my place as the mystic guardian of Grayskull. But for now, you have other deeds to do, and until that time when your special destiny calls, you must forget what you have learned today. She will only remember that her mother was a woman who loved her very much. I leave her secret with you, He-Man. You can, I assume, keep a secret. I've had lots of practice. And right there. I mean, right, that's everything. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, these characters are ready to perfection in this episode. Uh, He-Man with just his little one-liners, his witty, you know... His wittiness and uh, and right there it t- it tells you and that and that's the episode like it's it was mm-hmm. all about Tila it's all about her discovering her past and when she finds it she is forced to forget it. Sorceress says, you know, until the time that you're taken over for me, and you will, you will take over as sorceress of Grayskull, mm-hmm. and until that time, it's better for you not to know. It's safer for you. You know that the tear on Sorceress's face, like I've now I've I've had to give her up for a second time, and this this uh-huh. is this is always the origin I will go to for Tila because I just feel that it's it's got more of the heart than than Tale of Tila. No offense to it, but like I said, it does Tale of Tila does not explore Tila, it it just explores her literal origin. This one you get you get the feeling of what the sorceress has given up, what Tila is missing in her life, and how that affects her to this day. Even being raised by man arms, having a loving family, you know, in the royal palace, she still knows there's a part of her missing. And she yearns for that, she longs for that. And it sets up everything you need to know about Tila, the sorceress, and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a more well thought out version of it. There's still some things that I'm, yep. 
I I have my own questions when like when sure. I was watching it last night. I was like, I guess it, the idea of you know her being in the nest is yeah, still a little odd. And is. I know there's people that like to make jokes, but it's like, so how would I, I get questions like, okay, if she's having to be the Falcon form and she's not in Grayskull, but yep. she's still. Try, I'm like, how does that work? But it, it's a cartoon and it's a fantasy. I get it. So, um, well, and I. Real quick, I, I think that kind of rolls into why she gives up the baby. Yeah. Like, yeah, she realizes, I mean, they don't spell, but she realizes, like, okay, like, obviously she knew Grayskull wasn't the place for a kid. Mm-hmm. But outside of Grayskull, with, in her human form outside of Grayskull, she's basically powerless. Yeah. Um, so she she's got to be Zor to get around outside of Grayskull. So she's trying. This is this is Sorceress's attempt to give Tila a life. She takes her hide in mm-hmm. mountain. She thinks she'll be safe. Merman shows up, and Sorceress realizes just how defenseless she really is. And so it's like, so her options are take her back to Grayskull and raise her there, where it's just the two of them, or. Give her to Man at Arms and have and let her have a life, and mm-hmm. it's that it's that mother's sacrifice. And I think I think it all rolls into it that you know, like, okay, okay, Tilana, that was a shitty plan. Like this is not <laughs> gonna work. Hmm. Yeah. No, I. I don't know. I I'm just. I I like yeah. that one for the most part better than the other one. There was a there was something I was going to bring up and I can't remember what based on what you were saying though, and that's bugging me. I but, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I I do. I think it's a more well thought out um, story. The emotion being there with it, because I mean, even that part, and maybe it's since I've become a parent. Mm-hmm. But that whole moment where you know she's like, you know, she'll only know she know that, that yeah. she had a mother that loves her and all that stuff, and it's like if I put myself in those shoes, I couldn't picture leaving my kids like that to anybody else to raise just because of what I'm doing. You know, that's, that's heavy. Right. And that, and that it hits, like you say, it hits more as a parent now, but even as a kid, I'm like, and and it was sorceress trying to give her some resolution. Like, I can't let you remember this Tila, but I am going to leave a little something. Like you're going to remember a sliver of how you felt hearing mm-hmm. uh, you know finding it out like i'm gonna try and give you a little something a little closure so hopefully you can you know move on from this and live your life mm-hmm. you know i mean, those are some heavy themes and like i said she, right there the fact that she uh she, you know she says you know you will <laughs> you will this is not you will become source for someday like yeah, that I- Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that that it hits me every time I watch this. Like, like no, you are that, and that's gonna lead to strife. I know it's gonna lead to strife when you follow that out logically. It's going to lead to strife, but the sorceress feels like there there's no other choice. It is you. It will have to be you. I'm giving you this mm-hmm. life now, but when I'm unable to continue, you will step in. So down mm-hmm. the road, you know that's going to lead to conflict. That's going to lead to to somebody, just like all of us did with our parents, right? Like if they wanted mm-hmm. us to go a certain way, and that might not be what we want, you know. So I mean, yeah. just they never got to explore any of that information, obviously. But you could really feel like Paul is setting this up, like 
there will be these threads that we could go down someday. Exactly. And I, I remembered what it was. So a lot of people watching uh, Revelation were having issues with her finding the revelations out right. at the end of the first episode. And it's like, well, look at her even in this episode. Yep. She takes off just on a whim right. and she's running off to go and figure out stuff. And who's it about? Her. Right. It's all about her there too. So it's all these people having this issue about Tila is all about her, her, her. And it's like, I, I'm not trying to peg her as a, a um, selfish character or anything like that, no. but she is somebody that when it applies to her, she wants to get to the bottom of it. And on top of that, she does get more aggressive to, yeah. to find a solution usually and stuff. So in, in that way, um, it, this one, I, it's like, if you watch this episode, how does Tila and Revelation really feel different? It doesn't to me, you know, like no, it, it, just, it feels like the natural, this would be her after a certain amount of time of, of struggling with those things. Even yeah. if she got that peaceful resolution, like you're talking about, eventually it's going to be like, what the hell is all this? You know, like, cause she does have these questions still. So that's, that's just me. It's right from the beginning of 1983, right from the beginning of filmation, yeah. putting this in there that she is not content with not knowing, you know, and and I like that in Revelation, we got to see a little bit, uh, like I was saying, they set up these threads to be explored later and they never got to. It's nice yeah. to see them going and going, hey, let's explore this a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and something else a lot of people forget and I kind of forgot too, you know. It, obviously, it would be great to find out who Tila's father is. Um, that's obviously never happened off of this vintage series. But I, I forgot about the line about with her, her father's passing. So mm-hmm. right there, they've set up another element where it's like, okay, the, the father died, I assume, in battle. That just, I mean... We're on eternity. Man, it makes sense. Man at Arms, yeah. Man but at it, Arms did say he, he died to protect, to, to keep everyone yep. free, right. so, if I remember right. So, yeah. Right, but I, you kind of forget about that because there is that big, like, yeah. who is Tila's father? Who could he be? Um, I like that they took, even though they didn't name the father, that they took the moment to say, to definitively go, he has passed. He will not come in, into play. Now, I'd still like at some point for them to kind of explore that backstory. That would be a fun tale. Um, kind of Tila Na's life between her becoming the sorceress and, you know, like what were those adventures? You know, how'd she mm-hmm. meet her fa- the father and everything else like like that. But, but I like that they took the moment to put a pin in it and go, because there are even people to this day that go, well... Man at Arms is probably really her father. And they, but uh, it's like, no, they definitively said... Her father passed either before she was born or when she was an infant. Like that, mm-hmm. that's done. And I like that. I like that they they left it vague so that you can still explore it. But at the same time, they also definitively said it's not man arms, you know. But we don't know who it is, and it's not somebody who's mm-hmm. still operating today. So that's yeah. that's nice too. It's 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 open ended, but not completely. Um, but yeah, it's 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 like I said, it's, it, this is my default origin. This is 
phenomenal episode, and we are going to have to do a full deep dive on this one day. But, um, but really comparing the two origins, um, obviously the filmation one wins it for me. How about you? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah the the other one, like you said, it's all about her, but nothing showing the effect on her. And so this one, you know, it's, I think I'm not adopted. I, I, I've never, I don't know too many people who have been adopted, but I know my one boss was actually, and she went down the rabbit hole for a bit of trying to find her parents. Sure. So, you know, as it is something that I could see, it it made a compelling story here. And it's something that, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see Tila as somebody to let that lie because right. she's who she is, you know? Um, one, so yeah, one. this one definitely. And, 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 and the main thing I hated about the other one was the creepy uncle Skeletor <laughs> thing. And thank God that is gone. We have Merman trying to get the cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, God, that's, that's one of the names of the, the uh, monsters on masters that stuck with me because of how much he said it on that episode. So even as a kid, I would be running around going back. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's one of the things I was thinking about uh, last night watching this is a lot of these scenes. I remember replaying as a kid, you know, the, uh, he meant, oh, I'm going to hate myself later, like, you know, and saving the villain, you know, and, uh, uh, and Bakul, Bakul came back in my stories all the time, like that, that, <laughs> the design, the name, like you said, everything about him just, uh, just resonated with me, like this whole mm-hmm. episode, um, and, and it's, like I said, it sets up one of the greatest parts of the lore, the Tila sorceress, you know, connection, which, Obviously, we're, we're flowing into here, and we didn't touch it during the trailer talk, and I think that was very purposeful on both our parts. Mm-hmm. In this new part of Revelation, it does appear that we are actually going to see Tila embrace her destiny for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. we've gotten, you know, uh, Tila's triumph in the Filmation series, uh, the Mike Young Productions, um, what was the name of that episode? I hate my brain sometimes. Um, and I know That's we didn't deep dive. So, huh? Is it Ties That Bind? Ties That Bind is is what dealt with her origin, but there was the... Or did she get the powers in that? I'd have was to look it up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, she Yuka got... Yuka right now is doing this and shaking I think it was. I think that was the same remember. episode. The Ties That Bind Us. I think she got the the... The blood transfusion. The blood transfusion, yeah. Um, And I know we didn't deep dive into the Mike Young. The Mike Young origin is very similar to the filmation. Um, Mm -hmm. Besides the fact that they were going to reveal Fisto as her father, but that never actually happened. So it's one Mm -hmm. of those things like, uh, to me, it's still unofficial, even though that's the creators have said that's where they were going. Um. But even then, still, we never got to see her embrace her destiny. You know, after Tale of Tila, I don't even think they really bring it up in the mini comics, if memory serves me. You know, after Phil, after Tila's quest of filmation, we do have Tila's triumph, where she had to kind of sit in for the sorcerers for a bit. Like, there are hints and stuff. 
But judging from that trailer, we are actually going to see her go full on Sorceress. And I am excited for that. You know, to finally, from 1983, Paul Dini, Tila's Quest, he set all this up. And to finally get a payoff up to it, that could be that could be absolutely amazing. And I'm hoping it is. Yeah, that well, that was one of those moments too in the trailer. Like I got I got a, a little emotional with the He-Man moment, but yeah, it's like you know now that I'm a dad, especially with a daughter, and and that moment where uh, Man at Arms does you know I'm I'm proud of you as a daughter, and now I need you to become something that you know bigger and yeah. you know something something different right. or whatever. And yeah, I mean that was one of those like we're gonna see this. This is really cool right. and. It's like it, it's it is that it's that promise that was made to us as kids, and here it is finally. It's almost I almost wish that was how they announced the show, right? Over just saying it's going to start off and be the next episode that you always wanted as a kid. It being the it's like why don't you just get into that aspect of it? And that would have been enough maybe for a, a lot of people to be like, oh, we're going to get that finally, you know? And right because uh, that was promised. How long ago? Going on 40 years at this point. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm excited for. In the trailer, we got to see, you know, we got to see those three lines on her head again. She did a very, you know, Grace or Shira, you know, let your wounds be healed. Um, and we got to see her going into a pool, which is is how Tilana and Origin of the Sorceress became our sorceress, you know. And and there's presence, you know, Tilana took over for Kodak Ungle, you know. Tila is theoretically going to take over for Tila Nah. Like, this is something that since the 80s has been, you know, they've been setting the groundwork for. Like, yeah. Guys, this, I know we feel like we're preaching to acquire here, but guys, this is not destroying your childhood. It's just, it's just continuing. And to me, mm-hmm. for any co- continuation, you have to advance the story. Now, I am hoping they don't just kill off the sorceress. We did not see the sorceress anywhere in the trailer, but Skeletor and Evil Lynn are fully in control of Grayskull. I think we could, I think we're going to see something a la the 87 movie where they are holding her prisoner, um, mm-hmm. which would, which would be great. Either way, she's obviously incapacitated. And while we see from the trailer that they had the might of He-Man, uh, we need the sorceress as well. And so that's going to be the next leg of Tila's journey. And I love it. That's exactly what the next leg of Tila's journey is. Now that she's come to terms with everything that's been kept from her, you know, she's in a place to move on. Adam's back. We can heal. Now it's time for her to embrace her destiny. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I've been waiting for this since, since, you know, Since I first watched that VHS at, you know, three, four years old. Like, I've been mm-hmm. waiting for this. So I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that it pays off well. And uh, I, I'm hoping they I'm hoping they go unique with her, too. I'm hoping she gets her own design. I don't... I will say I don't want to see the snake theme. Um, I, I've always liked the idea of her of her being, you know, the, the lineage of Zor but I'd like to see kind of her own twist on the outfit. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike an Eternity War where they went, you know, green goddess slash snake armor in reference to the old mini comics and everything. That was cool. Yeah. 
Don't get me wrong. I won't be upset if that happens. But I personally, since we're doing Daughter of the Sorceress, I'd like to see her continue the the legit Zor Sorceress line. Mm-hmm. That only makes sense. It, it, that it, it's like that's their totems. I mean, they're they're using right. a bat for the evil. The and the bird is uh, the falcon is for the good guys. So I'd be kind of and, and also uh, the the sorceress uh, Kodak Ungol was yep. a bird as well. So it is that whole progression of that's just going to be your iconography going forward. Um, I mean, I I guess. It, for me, at least, I'm one of those people that I'm always the one preaching about. I want to see progression in something because right. out of most of the the fandoms that still have something out there, like I can't yep. say Silverhawks and some of those other ones, but, you know, like G.I. Joe was able to progress into different aspects, Transformers, yeah. all this. And, uh, I mean, we're getting a new Ghostbusters movie that's progressing uh, things from the past. And it's like... It's it's been more than due that He Man gets that chance mm-hmm. and Masters of the Universe, and so you know it, it might not be everybody's cup of tea this version and this story, but for me, it's still exciting to go. Hey, at least we're seeing something progressing things, and it's right. showing here's five years or whatever it is years later after you know the uh, the first episode. And here's all the fallout, and they're dealing with that. Now Tila finally gets to ascend to a new role, and that's kind of life, you yeah. know. Like, I mean, you, you start out your life, you, you're you're you know, kid, teenager, and then eventually you're a parent. If you if you want to be a parent, or if yep. something happens that you become a parent, <laughs> <laughs> and and the next thing you know, yeah. it's like you're wearing all these different hats, you know, yeah. and 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 to to have somebody out there going, well, I don't want to see that. It's like, well, so you want things to be in amber? Okay, well, yeah. that kind of sucks because it's kind of fun that like Superman, Batman, all these other characters have had the chance to progress. I mean, Superman's a dad, Batman's a dad now, and all this, and it didn't ruin them. It no. just made him a little richer as a character. I don't know. And I think that will help with Tila. Yeah, Damian Wayne, I could leave him behind. That might have My kids him. think he's fun. Really? <laughs> My kids him. like him just because of how much <sighs> of the, they wish they were as smart as him to pull one over on me all the time. I don't want <laughs> but that's I think what it is is he's just that show off mm-hmm. snot nosed kid, you know that Yeah he is. But uh so yeah. let me throw this one out at you. So we 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 got mini comic Tila, we got filmation Tila, we how it all rolls into Revelation Tila. How do you think all this will pertain to CGI Tila? Well, I've already thought of this, and my I'm putting I'm not putting money on it because I, I'm not a betting man. Well, but one second before mm-hmm. you go, just in case some viewers of ours haven't seen the CGI show yet. Um, or didn't, I think we covered it in our review, but that was a while yeah. ago. Um, but sure. so CGI Tila, what we know so far is that she is an orphan living on the streets. Man arms is no way related to her. He's Duncan is completely separate and about the same age. Um, yep. and she was, she is a magic user, a hand, witch. she uses her hands to do her mm-hmm. magic. And she was taken in by evil Lynn. As her apprentice, she has since left Evil Lynn and joined the good guys, but she was a thief and a magic user. And um, when they find Grayskull, she feels 
it's hinted that she feels some sort of attachment, and the previous guardian of Gray guardian of Grayskull, uh, who they call Eldris in this series, um, seems to favor talking to her. And Eldris only appears in spirit form. So that's what we know. Now go ahead. I just wanted to, just in case some of our viewers aren't familiar with this <laughs> version of Tila. Well, I'm going to put my money on clone. I am too. I really think they're going to go the clone oh, route. Oh, I was not thinking you were going to do that. That's awesome. I, 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 I think have... it fits so much better story-wise in the CGI series. Well, they, the main reason that I thought of it was they went back to the Tiger Tribe. And yeah. that was enough for me to go, they're going to some mini-comic. Like, it's not yeah. a deep cut. But for those of you growing up on filmation and you never read the mini comics, it's a deep cut because you didn't know that version. And I feel like they're willing to go to those that, that like, uh, yep. like I said, it, 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 you got filmation going in this direction, mini comics went in that direction. And I feel like they're willing to take that chance on the mini comics in this version more often. And we said that during our review, we said this feels like the mini comic origins updated for a modern audience while sprinkling in some of the more popular filmation stuff, King Randor, mm-hmm. Prince Adam, you know. Um, and for me, the big thing is we know Adam was younger, you know, with the whole Keldor took him to try and conquer Grayskull and take control, and stuff went down at Grayskull. Grayskull was left in ruins. Eldris went from a person to a spirit, I'm thinking Tila was created that night. Like that, that chaos that happened because of Keldor taking the uh, the mace and all that, that demolished Grayskull, I think it siphoned, I think they're going the same thing. I think it siphoned off power from Eldris, manifested in Tila, and now that's why Eldris is just a spirit and why she can communicate with Tila. Like I mm-hmm. think that, that's what I'm saying, that fits... So much better than she was my daughter who was cast out as an orphan in this. Especially with taking mm-hmm. the man arms character down to, you know, teen level with that with the rest of the cast, you know. Uh, and so basically, and like we found out, so after whatever happened at Grayskull, Keldor got sent to another dimension. Adam wound up in the jungle with, with the Tiger Tribe. And I'm thinking that part of Eldris wound up, you know in the Royal market or whatever, as you know, probably not an infant Tila, but probably a toddler Tila or what, you know, mm-hmm. eight years old, whatever, like a, like a child Tila formed out of her energy that just like, who am I? Where am I? You know? And mm-hmm. that, and that's what I mean. Really thinking about it, the magical clone works so much better for what they've already established in this universe. Yeah. And I, that, that, is one of the few times where I'd say it doesn't bother me though. Right. Because it, we're seeing enough, like she gets injured and all that. So like you said, if it's that night, it's like, okay, she knew she was dying. Right. So she had to make sure that the power lived on until Adam was ready to get it the could, sword. That's kind of how I view yeah. it. Exactly. It's her, her choice to, I have to, I have to keep it going, right. but I can't do it in this body. So right. she finds a way to to make another version of herself for our clone or a duplicate yep. or whatever you want to call it. 
because they look too similar on top of that. And right. they, they do a, a, a good enough, uh, like evil Lynn looks like evil Lynn. Crass looks like crass, but yep. Tila and Eldris both look identical. So it's yep. a little hard for me to just call that a coincidence. And they're voiced by the same voice actress. Exactly. Yeah. I forget her name and at this point, but they are. Again, it, it, what, what I like about that show is it will do some of that possibly. And it makes me go, I get to see a version of this that I always had in my head. Right but now I see it playing out in a new way. And it's not going to be chapter and verse everything we've known. That excites me on so many levels. And the other key there is whether it is like Tila's created accidentally in like the explosion or whatever, or whether Eldris chooses to create Tila. Either way, it takes Skeletor out of the equation. Yeah. While he was there, he set into motion the events. He did not go there like, I'm going to create a bride and, you know, or make a baby and take her as my wife. Like that's, it takes all that angle out, whether it's like an accident, a byproduct or a choice, either way, it, it separates that creepy vibe out of it. So that's good. Um, Agreed. But yeah, and again, that's why I can't wait to see where the CGI show is going because we have this open door. We have this, place where they're referencing the past but they don't have to follow it chapter and verse they can do take their own twist on it and if you had come to me and said that hey you matt you would (laughs) sean fell over (laughs) what just happened I fell over. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. He's got to pick himself up. My pick phone himself said, up. screw this. There we go. There it All is. Right. He's back. Brush right myself now. off. Pick myself up. My bad. My bad. I made one little <laughs> movement. Boy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, if you come <laughs> to me a year ago and said, Matt, you're really going to like a He-Man show. That go that basically follows the mini comic kind of lineage. I would have been like, yeah, it might be good, but I don't think I'm really gonna love it. But it's caught me off guard how much I've I've enjoyed this CTI show. Like I, I can't get over how much how fun it is. And I like I said, I hate I hate spoilers. So I like not knowing it. I like that my kids ask me questions and I'm like, well, it could be this, this, or this. But mm-hmm. I legitimately do not know. And I'm going to keep yeah. coming back to that because I love that feeling. It makes me feel like a kid again. Because the first time I saw Tila's Quest, you know, I didn't know how that was going to end. You know, first mm-hmm. time I saw it, I I probably didn't even know Sorceress was supposed to be her mother. You know what? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because it doesn't come up in a lot of episodes. And I mean, you've got to learn that song. I don't remember watching it, not knowing but there had to have been that reveal where, you know, oh, man, that is her mother? Like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. You know, even kids like you that had gotten the toys, if they didn't get that mini comic, you know, up until that point, there's no other reference that they could even be related. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what the CGI shows is doing for me right now. Like, I don't know. And that's great because mm-hmm. I can speculate all this. And it's fun, yeah. but but yeah, I I completely agree. I I I'm hoping they do the clone origin in this one, and that's crazy of me to say that I'm hoping for that origin. But I think 
I think it'll fit so much better than if they made her the actual biological daughter or any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's just it's another avenue to tell a story that we don't know, and yeah. and uh, you know, hopefully that's what they do. But if they do something that we maybe don't even see coming, though, like we we have yeah. sorceress mom, and then we have a possibility of clone. What if they have here's option C that we haven't even thought of, and it's like all right, because. My main thing again is let's let's tell some stories where we aren't guessing everything that happens because yeah. as much as I like two thousand X, there's yeah. enough filmation in sprinkled into that story where you still can tell this is where they're going to go with it eventually, and it yep. is kind of fun to have a blank slate here. And and yes, we are talking about it again, but I know there's been a few <laughs> uh, few a few of our listeners who. They're like, we had no idea you'd like this show so much. It's like, well, neither did we. <laughs> no, I, I had no idea that it was going to be it. Uh, I don't even know if it has a right to be as good as it is. Like I said, this. <laughs> I still got to see how Revelation ends because there are some good Skeletor moments so far in that trailer. But honestly, I think CGI Skeletor might be the best written Skeletor. Um, I... I it's, agree fully. He is coming up fast on the heels of uh, Alan and Mark and uh, and everybody else. Brian. Brian. That's yeah. Brian Dobson. Yeah. I, I, yeah. My my mind blanked. That's where I was trying to go with that. So, oh, it's fun. It's a fun time to be a Masters fan. There is so much out there. There's so much to choose from, and uh, I'm loving it. So I can't wait to see what mm. they do with Tila. Um, just closing thought here, guys. Going back and rewatching Tila's quest and uh, Tale of, and reading Tale of Tila, it it surprised me. You know, you remember all this stuff, but actually going back, it surprised me how much of Tila and her personality and her story that we still see to this day was cemented pretty much right off the bat. I mean, you're talking second wave of mini-comics, and you're talking first handful of episodes of Filmation. And those have pretty much stuck as, here's Tila. Like, for all the kind of 1981, early 1982, where they're like, what are we doing with this line? Then basically from 1983 to today, this is Tila. Um... It just kind of shows how powerful those early story was. And I feel how much they got right in the characterization. Um, and I highly recommend everybody go back and rewatch, reread. You know, it really takes some time to go back and, and, and revisit these classic stories because there has been so much over the years since then, both, you know, officially released. There's a ton of fan fiction out there, fan stories. There's stuff that we've made up in our own heads, you know. But if you really go back and revisit, uh, there's a lot to love back there, and it it and it really parallels a lot of what we're getting now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So are we on to the next part of questions, think, comments, I- and geek them. I'm spent, so yeah, I think you can right. take this for a little bit. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoulder it here. All right, so um, here is our questions, comments, and geekdom for the episode. Uh, first question, 
Actually, no. F- first uh, comment. J Mac wrote in. And yeah, he he asked. I would, or actually, he commented. A hard time with this today. You're spent. I'm, I'm like, I am. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like, I, I feel like I've actually traveled a bunch because I went from like 1983 all the way to now back again. It's like the moving truck. Oh God, you know. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on the new Lords of Power figures. Oh, and nice for one. for the uh, listeners that might not know, there is a new toy company that started up called Formo Toys. And uh, they are, uh, the team at Formo is Joshua Van Pelt, who is part of the Power and the Honor Foundation and uh, part of the Masters of the Universe community. There is Pierre Bronner, who is their lead 3D artist, and of all names, Emiliano Santalucia, who is their creative director. Great. And this... uh, yeah, this toy company, uh, they, they've set off and done their own toy company now, and they are releasing a, a line of figures called Lords of Power that are, from the looks of it, they're, they're slowly revealing them each day. Lords of Power, the beginning. And um, they are based more around the concept art of Mark Taylor, yep. who is the concept artist that definitely spearheaded the Masters of the Universe toy line back in the 80s. Yeah, they look. I have not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I have not been able to watch. I know they released a a video from the the toy fair that they were at and a lot of other stuff. I have not gotten a chance to dive deep into a lot of this. I have seen the initial pictures, and uh, they look they look awesome. Um, they look like if you guys have. Uh, definitely the Power and Honor Foundation book. And I think some of these concepts were shown in the Art of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe by Dark Horse as well. Um, But yeah, basically they're taking these old Mark Taylor concept sketches and bringing them to life in uh, toy form. Uh, Vintage scale. uh, Looks like vintage articulation, although I could be wrong. I had heard rumors that someone said that they were modular, actually. Um, yeah, they are okay. So, so they're they're modular for what those figures could be modular, but apparently even at the wrist guards, I yeah. saw you can take the hands off and the the wrist bracers off and swap them with other characters. Right. If I saw that correctly, so a little bit more articulation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they but they definitely look like they're designed to fit right in with your classic Masters of the Universe collection. Um, other than that, like I said, the, the, the designs look dead on to those those original concepts. It's a very interesting thing they're doing. I am curious as to more information. I don't know if you know, Sean, but number one, how they are using the Lords of Power name. And, uh, and two, I mean, honestly, how they're using these these designs. I mean, it's, I, I just, I... I'm curious for more information about it, but I also haven't taken the time to research it yet, um, but I will. But yeah, the designs look on point. I'm really curious to see when, how, and how much these are going to be. Yeah, I this one for me is, uh, like I said earlier, the deep cut stuff. This one to me is almost like we just found a box of toys that we didn't know we owned. 
Right. It, like from our childhood. Yeah, this is the deepest of the deep. Like, yeah, and uh, like I, I gotta be honest, I'm not collecting that scale and those. You know, like I'm not going after vintage yeah. masters. I'm going after classics, or you know, in the case of certain masterverse ones and stuff. But um, these actually have me going, hmm, and and that's a surprise for me because yeah. I'm I'm much more into the more articulation. But uh, yeah, I like that. Um, I, I think the barbarian that's the the He Man character is Bar- Barbaro or something. Oh, okay. And um, I love that he's barefoot. Yeah. I don't know why, but that just amuses me. Here's this big guy, and he's got no nothing on his feet, just the loincloth, and he's in a he- helmet, and he's ready to go to town. So, Absolutely. and um, the one other thing that I noticed that I thought was really fun is the the character that looks a little like Keldor. I don't know yeah. what his name is yet. If you look at the staff, yeah. That is 87 Skeletor movie staff. Absolutely it is. And I'm I was just completely blown away that they did that. So Yeah, it's really, Yeah, I I don't have any answers to those questions that you had yeah. though about how they got that stuff. So that would be a good one to find out eventually. How did, how did they get the ability to do it? And honestly, J-Mac, that's why I didn't bring this up as a show topic, because I had not taken the time to, to, like I said, research. I know they all have names. Like, this is something that we are going to take a deeper look into. Um, just not today, but it's coming. But yeah, they look great, uh, great designs, and I can't wait to see more of what they've got coming. So then, uh, thank you, thank you J-Mac, for your question this time, and then we have Tony Kapner, Cap Inter. Cap. Welcome, Tony. I think that's a. I think it's <laughs> the first time we've heard your name, Tony. Welcome yeah, to the show. Yeah, he he just joined not too long ago on the on the Facebook group, and uh, he he said thoughts on the CGI kid friendly He Man, which we have yep. an entire episode dedicated 74, to that one. I think it was just last episode, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yep, seventy four. Check and it then, out. Uh, Thoughts on the Masterverse Revelation Season 2 trailer? Got that earlier in the episode. Hopefully you were paying attention. <laughs> if not, please go back to the beginning of the episode and pay attention this time through. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> uh, and then, and your thoughts on the new Masterverse Revelation action figures? Thanks. Great job, guys. Yeah, and I think, I think we pretty much... Uh covered the well we covered the latest wave that's coming in um Mm -hmm. you know other than uh you can also check out our power con our post power con palooza episode yeah that's true uh that was episode 73 uh we talked a lot about the up-and-comers there um other than that the only thing really since then i think is that savage he-man orco two-pack which, again, like I said, I, the, the Savage He-Man looked all right until I saw the trailer. And now I'm like, he is way too small because they just used the same buck for yeah. him. Um, and I really wish they had gone the oversight. Like, seeing that trailer, Savage He-Man actually needs to be made using the Skelly God buck. Like, just, I mean, new arms and stuff but basically that scale like he needs to be that bigger scale um 
And so, actually, retroactively, I'm disappointed in the Savage He-Man. Uh, the Oracle figure looks great, though. Um, I really mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, like, I'm going to get the two-pack anyways. Spoiler alert. So, but, uh, but yeah, Oracle figure looks great. I am hoping we also get a traditional Orco as well, because the one we're getting is the, the, the post-end-of-the-world Orco. Um, so I hope they do release a traditional Orco like they've been doing with a lot of characters. But I like having that in that version of my collection because he had a lot of great moments in the story. Um, Agreed. So he looks great. But I do hope they, I really hope they revisit that Savage He-Man at some point and give me the Hulk-sized He-Man. Or we could do customs of Marvel Legends Hulk and just <laughs> go to town. <laughs> Oh, Actually, I really um, want to. I really want to look at that Skelly God. I really now. The more I'm thinking about it, I really think Skelly God could make a good base for a Savage He Man. Um, that'll be interesting. Or we could use like a <laughs> bolt or the tower or something like that. Yeah, there you go. That could work well. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. But yeah, thanks, decisions. thanks, Tony, for chiming in. Uh, ch- uh, check out those other episodes because uh, we do have a lot of great talk about those topics. Um, yeah, so the, the, we we took some time on that CGI one because yeah, we, we both were amazed that we enjoyed it as much as we did. Absolutely, uh, Skelevator. Skelly, welcome back yeah, again. Hey, dudes. So, what are your predictions regarding tie-ins between the Revelation prequel comics and Part 2? I am not going to lie, Skelly. I have not read all of the issues of the prequel comic yet. I had them all. I just have not sat down and read them. Also, a reason we have not covered this on the show. (laughs) Um, Now, the interesting thing, though, that uh Yuka pointed out from the trailer is uh the uh the what I initially thought were Skelcons in the trailer, they're actually a bit different and they look more like Skeletor's race from issue two of that prequel comic. So it'll be interesting to see how they tie that in. Um, other than that, I believe we caught a glimpse of the Orlax when Man-at-Arms is imprisoned. Um, so I'll be curious, again, how if that actually factors in at all or if it's just kind of a sight gag. Other than that, there really hasn't been too much in the issues that I've read that, that I can really see coming back very much. Um, Sean, I know you've read more than me, so go ahead if you've got something a little more concrete, but that's kind of what's been surprising to me, honestly, and we'll get into it deeper. We are going to discuss the comics in length, but that there doesn't seem to be a whole lot to throw back to um, in in the actual Revelation series. I I would not be surprised. This, this whole series is about that circular storytelling, in my opinion, or the ring, yeah. I guess it's the ring theory or whatever they call it. And I do think they're going to go back to, uh, there's no way they would have had an entire ep- or an entire issue dedicated to Skeletor's people if they weren't going to go there. Right. Which I still feel was such an odd issue anyway, because yeah. the, the middle of that mini series basically stops to tell two stories that you're sitting there going, 
I thought we were going to have like a Masters of the Universe tale, and instead right. we focus on the two major villains, both of which kind of for me, uh, and I think Matt might agree with me as well, is it kind of grounded to a halt of trying to tell a yeah. story because I did read the fourth issue actually just this morning, and I'm sure that that issue is going to have the most callback leading into the the um, part two. But I also just feel like this story is something that they told and it's to get the word out. The show is out there more than it's trying to tie in as much yeah. of this tale because they didn't really tie a huge amount of it into the first part, except for showing the two halves of the power sword. Yeah. That was the whole first issue. Pretty and much. that they've already called back. So is there something specific in issue four that you're, that you're not wanting to say because I haven't read it yet. Oh, there, there is like one, one or two moments okay. I can think of that. Yeah, so, I'm not going to say anything. So here's what I'm going to do, because I want, I want to, I want to answer Skelly Vader's question, but I hate spoilers. So I'm going to go off. <laughs> you throw your your predictions out now, and then I can relist. I, I'll be curious to relist this after I read the issues and see if I agree with what you say. So just give me a thumbs oh. up when you're done. With what your with your specific uh, things that they're going to call back to. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, I got the. <laughs> so basically, I think. It, I mean, obviously, we have the, the Tila getting the power moment, and you have that whole. It, you see the energy of Zor behind her and all that stuff. So that's going to obviously play out. The Oralax part. I'm curious from the trailer how that's going to work out. Skeletor's people. I think that's going to be part of it because I think there is like he's bringing people over in a portal or something. Uh, I'm curious if they do bring the Orlax into it though. That's just me. And and, and that's just there nodding his head. So this is a very awkward moment. And now I'm going to start talking about my lunch because I'm hungry. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to give him the thumbs up. We're just going to move on from there. I like how uh, emotive you got with the hand gestures there. I really think you were messing with me for a lot of it. <laughs> well, I will say, spoiler alert, I will say I wanted to talk about the lunch menu at one point just because I wanted it to last a little longer. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. see what, I, I was wondering what you were thinking with some of the hand, ge- hand gestures. I was, th- I was thinking, hey, so, now, now he's messing with me, but I will be curious to go back <laughs> and bit, see after bit. I read the fourth issue. But yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, Honestly, I hope it ties in a bit more, because that has been one of the things, and we'll get deeper into it with our with our final comic review. Is that I like Sean? I really feel that this kind of feels disconnected from the series so far. Other, you know, like like I really wanted more of a like a, 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 a strong lead in, like oh, that's what led up to everything that happened. So yeah, I'm hoping to oh. get that with issue four. Do I need to go off uh, my I, again? Uh, you, uh, you might want to. I just okay. thought of one other thing that didn't. Uh, I forgot about. All right, back to Sean. Real quick. So one last thing for Skelevator is that last page. I'm really curious of what that is supposed to mean because I can't think of who the heck that's supposed to be as a silhouette, and I'm really curious if that gets revealed in the show or not. There we go. That's fine. It gave me a chance to grab a drink. I was getting parched. There you go. There you go. 
All right. So Sean's good now. Thank you, Skelly Bear, yep. for the awesome question. I'm sorry that I am not up to date like I should be. I've been slapping. So, so uh, Jacob Picks, uh, he wrote in again. I think he, he wrote in on the last episode, if I remember right. Um, what back. do you think about... Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> what do you think about the online exclusive guard being in big lots? <clears throat> well... The more the merrier to me. I mean, the Palace Guard is one that people are obviously going to want the army build. Um, I guess it really doesn't bother me because, if I recall correctly, it was supposed to be a retailer exclusive, I believe is how it was touted. And we'd already seen both Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth got it already. So what? Um, to me, you know, Big Lots is just kind of another retailer. And if I recall, actually, it's more expensive at Big Lots than it was at either of the other two places. So it's not even like you're actually getting a deal if you got in on the Big Bad pre-order. Let me verify that. Um, just because I don't want to be loud and wrong here. Uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it really... If it had been like, this is a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, it might have bothered me more, but I don't believe that's how it was ever really stated. Uh, you, Sean? I, when I hear Big Lots, I think of classics, and then I start hearing people getting frustrated over that. I, I did not know about yeah. this personally, because I haven't been keeping my ear to the ground on a lot of this stuff as much as I used to. Um, I I do feel, I guess I, I see it from both sides. I'll be the fence writer here. I <laughs> I see it from if I, uh, if I was trying to get that exclusive and I couldn't get it and then all of a sudden it shows up at Big Lots, there would be a part of me going, what the heck, you know? And But then the collector side of me would go, hey, it's a Big Lots. That's awesome. At least I can get one then if I wanted one and I couldn't get it online. Well, I guess here's here's my thing. And real quick, I was wrong. It is $19.99 at Big Bad Toy Store and $20 at Big Lots. So number one, same price. Number two, I can add it to my cart at Big Bad Toy Store right now. Like this did not sell out at Big Bad Toy Store. Um, so I guess to me, kind of what Sean said there, it's not like same thing. If it had been online exclusive that sold out. I couldn't get it, and now it's showing up as like big lots. I'd be ticked, but that's not the case with this. It's you can still go to Big Bad Toy Store and pre-order it, or you can mm -hmm. find it in select big lots. You know, whereas like with the classics, number one, when they hit big lots, they were at a discount. I think they were only like ten bucks or something. I mean, they were stupid cheap. And, but these are figures that had sold out from the website. I could not yeah. order them from the website. They did not show up at my big lots, but some people got them at big lots and were able to pick them up at a discounted rate. You know, and I think that's what that bothers me. Like, if you still had them, they should have been online first. You know, why'd they mm -hmm. go sold out if you had all of these? But that's not the case here with, with, the palace guard he is very much still available at big bad toy store he's the same price at big lots 
Um, I guess the only thing is, is that from what I hear, the people who pre-ordered have not gotten him yet while he has shipped, obviously, and is available in big lots. Oh, yeah, but actually, uh, I wonder if Big Bad Toy Store changed their price because Entertainment Earth is $16.99, and I thought that's what Big Bad Toy Store was. And I know Big Bad Toy Store has a history of that. Like, they will raise their prices if they see the market moving. So I wonder if they, if Big Bad Toy Store raised theirs because, you know, Big Lots has them for 20 mm-hmm. Um But here, Entertainment Earth. I can add them to my, uh, to my card at Entertainment Earth right now. So I guess about the only thing I can say that ticks me off about it is the fact that those people who pre-ordered should be receiving them now. And from what I hear, they're not. So that's about the only thing negative I can say. Other than that, you know, it's the same price or more expensive, and they're still readily available through for online or if you can find in your big lots. So, you know, it's not – it doesn't bother me like the whole classics fiasco from years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. if I saw one in big lots, I'd probably pick it up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so thank you, Jacob, for that. And then my – my cousin Alan Myers wrote in, which this is his first is time he, writing, and that's pretty now, cool. Welcome, Alan. Um, hopefully you're okay with Sean outing you as related to him. Um, <laughs> He's a geek just like me. I think out of most of his family, he probably is like, I'm good with Sean. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. he's he literally, literally like almost every night I'll get a text from him with some kind of geekdom thing that he found online, and then we'll talk about it and stuff. Nice, nice. Um, so he, he wrote in and asked, do you think that the story spoilers for the revelation trailer was done because of part one's unfortunate negativity from smaller groups of people and that the team, uh, the team was trying to show there is some good. They hope people will like in part two trailer looks good. Not a fan of so much story being revealed, just like bits and pieces to be shown, which we kind of talked about that already as well. Alan, <laughs> were you even paying attention, buddy? <laughs> like we just went over that, man. <laughs> now I know you're related to Sean, uh, so you might be—you'll uh, get a pass this time. But <laughs> pay attention, uh, buddy. But but yes, Alan. You. In all in all seriousness, yeah, a hundred percent, a thousand percent, yes. Yes to everything. It was completely <laughs> reactionary. It was to try and shut people up who uh, don't know when to keep their mouths shut or when to speculate. And it, it 100%. And yes, the trailer looks awesome. I too wish they had shown me a little less. And it, for me, being someone who I usually don't worry about spoilers, even I was a little shocked by that one. Yeah, see? So, that Thanks. says something. <laughs> I mean, it made me actually more excited to see. I can't wait to see it fleshed out in five episodes. Right. But it did make me go, wow, like we're seeing everything. This is nuts. So that's Absolutely. why if you're listening, Netflix, that dark. But if you're listening, you don't need a second trailer. Just no. drop the five. Drop, drop it right now. You can drop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be thrilled to watch it right Do about it. now. Do it now. After I pick up my kids from school. Yeah. No, nope. kids, kids got to walk home. <laughs> they need to learn direction. Exactly. Um, 
So thank you, Alan, for that one. And then uh, always, always, we we need to we need to get this guy something uh, because he always does it. Jason Torrance, he Jason is Torrance, always willing to chime in every episode. And it blows my mind. All right, hey Sean, uh, Sean demanded it. Jason Torrance, send me uh, your address. Uh, you can email uh, logpad85 at gmail.com, or you can uh, messenger me or Sean or the Legends of Grayskull podcast Facebook page. Uh, drop me your address. We'll get something on your way because Sean demanded it, and he gets his what he wants. Well, hey, I, I, I want a pony. <laughs> Too late. No, you I used don't. yours up for the day. <laughs> I did. I used, my, I used my one time of the day, and I, I used it for someone else. That made me, I'm still a real boy. That's okay. What would he All right, do? Jason. What would he mean? Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, that, was, that was fun last week. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jason Torrance. Uh, looking forward to your breakdown of the trailer for part two did that which i'm it. assuming you will have done by the time you are reading this very see man. jason's getting it jason's, <laughs> he gets, us. He gets, he gets us. us he's like i'm not having matt smart off to me <laughs> so so here we go my my question is on the revelation comic matt step away now uh, <laughs> now that it's complete would you like to see more comics based on the revelation show though it, it was not as good as eternity war I thought the Revelation prequel was really well done. Also, which medium do you think Motu works best in cartoon, live action, or graphic novel? Keep up the great work. I enjoy the pod. I want to see more comics. Always. I want to see something true prequel. Where it is before the events of Revelation but not tied into the events of Revelation. So just some good old adventures, classic era that we saw sprinkled throughout the show, you know, like uh, Tila and He-Man were versus Whiplash atop a snake mountain, you know, them on the, uh, you know, in the crystal sea fighting Merman, that vintage stuff. That's what I would love to see from a Revelation comic. Just go back and just tell me stories from the in-between, from the end of the vintage era to before this current prequel comic. Like just some good old He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms Oracle action versus, you know, Triclops, Trapjaw, Skeletor, Evil. You know, that's... You know, and try and sprinkle in, you know, uh, Blast Attack. You could throw Stinkor in there, you know, beforehand. You know, stuff like that. Stuff we didn't get to see. Rotar, Twistoid. Like, but keep it in that classic era that's i mean i love the story progressing but they're doing that and i feel like at the end of these 10 episodes it's going to be done and or at least a good ending point and so i would really love to see a comic series based kind of in that interim introducing some later of the toys or exploring some concepts that weren't explored in the vintage era you, Sean, what would you like I, to see from Revelation Comics? That's a hard question for like I almost <laughs> I, I agree. I would love to see the progression between the okay, here's where the universe almost ended until we pick up in episode two Ooh, to see the decline of things. Yeah, and see how tri- like try uh, Triclops taking over Snake Mountain. 
Yeah, the Triclops evil and Beastman fight. Yeah, yeah. I, that's more my speed because I honestly, if they did anything previous to what they started in episode one of Revelation, I'd actually rather see it in animated form. Sure. Because I feel like that, I don't feel it's owed to us, but I just feel like I would be more receptive to it in animated form than a comic where it's just, you know, shedding the light on some of that stuff. Because to me, I'd rather see it the way that it's intended, which is on a, a, a cartoon at this yeah. point. So I guess um, that, that, is that is that your answer for the second question as well? Then no, 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 no. no I, I'll get into that then. But um, okay. But I do. I, I I feel like part of why Revelation might not have landed properly is the fact that this story feels like it still had its own continuity, and that would have helped people to not feel the way they feel about right. it at times. And and so in that way, it's like I would have loved if there was five episodes leading into Revelation to address that, and then have Revelation hit after that or, and all that. But that's just my personal take. Um, and then and then which one, uh, which medium works best? Um, yeah, I'll let you go first. No, I went first last time. It's your turn. Oh, ah. all right, all right. Ah. I, here's the thing. I, I would have to say it depends on what story you're trying to tell, I think. And I hate that I do that, but it's like cartoon, I think is the most digestible because a lot of the stuff that's happening in Eternia, I feel like it only works in animation because the amount of stuff that has to happen live action for that is probably yeah. going to make it such an astronomical price on that movie or live action, whatever, whatever way you want to word it. So if you were telling more stories like CGI, for instance, the CGI yeah. show, I would, I would rather sit through animated versions of that and just enjoy it that way and see the spectacle of it. Um, but if they were going into deep cuts, graphic novels would be cool. Yeah. Because that you could take time telling that story instead of it being a twenty-minute episode, you know. You pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I was going to fence ride as well because I, th- I think overall, if I if I have to choose one, give me the cartoon all day. Give me animated, whatever that may be. I say, like I've said before, I think even for a movie. Uh, it needs to go CGI. It can be realistic CGI, but it needs to go CGI. You know, that's just the best way. Um, But yeah, for me, uh, animated by default is is my go-to. It is the most easily digestible, consumable. Everyone can get behind it. And it is kind of the de facto for He-Man. But like a story like Eternity War... In comic form, like, that allows you to get in... Comics, I love how they allow you to get into the heads of people a lot better. I mean, you can literally break some stuff down that doesn't always come across as well in animated form. So, yeah, if you're going for a deeper storyline, like a more adult storyline, or even if you want to explore, like, Elseworld stuff, I want to see that in a comic series. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're just going like default for He-Man, uh, yeah, animated every time. Yeah, I'd say out of all of those, live action to me is the most prickly out of all of them because 
I mean, yeah, every so oh tough my to get right. You got to you got to make so yeah. many compromises, and uh, I just I don't see I don't see the benefit to it anymore. I know there used to be a time where it's like, well, we have to get the live action to get the mainstream audience, but I think mm. Avatar and other movies have proven like you can go. There is a way to go computer animated and still get the mainstream audience mainstream audience mm-hmm. so it's progressing up to where it's like why not just do that you know then you're yeah, just looking I... at voice actors and you're just you're able to actually go full fantasy and there's no reason to go back to you know uh you know either split you know animation and live action or what you know what i mean there's just there's no reason to especially yeah. in a world as fantastical out of proportion as he turned well, the, the other thing, too, and at least from my perspective, is if you go live action, yeah. there are so many people in so many groups. You're going to see them. They're all out there yeah. where you're going to you're going to get everybody's fan casting. And nine out of ten times, you're going to see a lot of people with bodybuilders for E-Man. And I'm tired of well, it. It's, <laughs> like, but, no. exa- but it's got to be right. I mean, to be He-Man, you have to be a bodybuilder. Like and that's the problem. You're limiting well, yourself. You're, you know. Uh, I mean, I that's why I hate even when people ask to, you know, to do that fan cast. I'm like, I, I don't know, because like I don't, I don't know the bodybuilders, and there's only a few actors I can think of that would, that have the physical form to fit into this world without making mm-hmm. compromises as to the looks and personality of these characters. So it's like. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how do you how do you do that when you have CGI that can do it all perfectly? Why bother? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, uh, have you seen? Uh, you're really busy lately, so I'm sure you probably <laughs> haven't. But have you seen? Have you seen the movie Free Guy? I watched with Ryan Reynolds. I, I, I've watched like half of it. I fell asleep while my family was watching it. But that, uh, okay, I, what I saw, what I saw, I really liked. I got to finish that. I'll finish that today. <laughs> Well, there there is a part in the second half that makes me go, I think we're at an age where we might be able to pull it off to make a bodybuilder yeah. work as He-Man, but you still have the person who's Adam showing through. But at the same time, I also think it's going to be a pain in the ass to film it then. Yeah, which that's part of the problem, exactly. in my opinion, is again, you're talking about prices, you're talking about the budgets and stuff. And if I remember right, p- people were throwing out budget ideas of what it might actually cost. And they were saying it would be over 200, $200 million dollars to make a master's movie with doing it within a, you know, trying to make yeah. Eternia look like Eternia, trying to do all this stuff. And it's like, I, I, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind seeing it, but I almost don't want to know about it. And they just put it out. Yeah. And then if I sit there and watch it, I'll just be like, okay. And then yeah. if I don't like parts, at least I don't have a trailer six months ahead of time that makes everybody lose their freaking minds. That's like, I think where where I would stand on it. No, I completely agree, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's like yes, there is a chance they could get it right, and it could be epic and amazing, and it'll blow my mind, and that would be awesome. But what are the odds of that happening? And how much work is it to get there? And is it is it yeah. worth it? That's that's no. to me. Is it worth it to me? Just put out. I mean, even turtles have realized, like, hey, let's just go CGI. Like, it makes mm-hmm. so much more sense. Now, 
yeah. the Jim Henson stuff back back in ninety, you know, that was amazing. And it was perfect yeah. for the time. But nowadays it's like, no, it's not even it's not even worth that hassle anymore. Like we can do so much more easier with this. And I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, what one one other little point I want to make, and then I'll shut up because I'm I'm thought of I thought of two sides of the coin though, uh, Justice League or Man of Steel or something like that, where you have a character like Superman who is the, in my opinion, it works as like a He Man stand-in for what I'm talking about. You right. see a live action actor doing some of the heroic stuff that he does, it loses right. its impact. Like when you see him punching out. Uh, Steppenwolf, and I don't care which version of Justice League you're watching, the theatrical or the Snyder Cut, it still looks really awkward. Yeah, It doesn't look quite that way. Now, on the other side of the coin, last night my, my kids and I, were, we were watching uh, the Jumanji, the next level. Yeah. And in that one, anytime The Rock punches somebody, it looks like he didn't, there was no special effects. He looks like he legitimately punched them off the planet. Right. So you, you have that, you know, you have movies who can pull it off, and then you have ones where it's like, this should look good. Oh my God, Superman, it, it, it looks like he's flailing his arms around. Yeah. But exactly. there's no impact to the punch, you know? And so it, it, that's one of those things where I'm like, live action doesn't pull it off. But if you watch that CGI one, he's doing yeah. some stuff on there where it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, to it, so. it's, it's a flip of a coin. And for me, Exactly. Go the road that has the greater chance of giving me a good movie. That's that's at the end of yes. the day, That's what it is. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Was that it? That is it. Those were All our right. questions hey, for the week. Thanks, guys. Uh, we appreciate you all chiming in week after week. Um, it's it's been a blast. And uh, Sean, take us into the weekend. Oh, all right. So. Uh, closing out episode 75, <laughs> three quarters of the way to 100 years of doing that. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't help it. That amused the heck out of me. So, uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to join our Facebook group, Legends of Grace Call Podcast. We love to geek out there and we love to have the fans and also members of the community throwing yes. in all the geek them on that page and getting involved, which is really awesome. You can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, reach out to us on Gmail, logpod85 at gmail.com with questions and comments and, and the like. We are on Twitter. I have not updated it for a little while. So we are on Twitter, Legends of Grace Girl Podcast on there, logpod85 as well. And uh, I, we have been lax in this, and that's part of my problem because I do the outros, but uh, we <laughs> are also on Patreon. and. Yes. Matt and I would like to send a message. Thank you to our first Patreon subscriber. Yes. Jennifer Sykes, thank you very much. And that is actually quite amazing because we have not promoted that at all. So it's very wonderful of you to find us out there and throw us a bone. Um, and yeah, if anyone else would like to join up, just head on over to Patreon, search up Legends of School podcast. I'm not going to lie. There is not much content on there now i think we've got one bonus episode um but it is something that we are getting back to it was something we we kind of set up but then other things took precedence we wanted to make sure the main show was going perfectly first so um but we are going to get back on it there's going to be bonus content for you guys there's 
depending on your level of pledge, you can get cool stuff. Um, you will have early access to these episodes. So, Jennifer, you will be hearing this uh, at least 24 hours before anybody else. Um, and th there's going to be extra opportunities in there. Check it out. It's all listed on there. Um, and anything you guys send to us is going to go right back in the podcast, whether it be upgrading equipment or searching up cool prizes to give away. You'll be entered into exclusive uh, raffles and giveaways just for being a Patreon member, or it may even result in an extra entry for stuff we do here. Um, we got a big thing coming up for a thousand subscribers very, very soon, judging by uh, how our numbers keep growing. So jump on That's in little as a dollar a month. Uh, you know, you'll get some cool bonus content. So we appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you. And I think I figured out my phrase that pays before we leave. Oh, yeah. Legion's Con. Phrase that pays. Legion's Con. See Sean. Tell him this sentence and you'll get something available nowhere else. All right. For Legion's Con, if you see me and say, dad bods are not allowed a noble bear, that's <laughs> your phrase that pays. There's the phrase Lord knows pays. I'm going to be walking around with a dad bod that whole convention. And it is what it is. I love so it. So anyway, uh, yeah. For, from uh, both of us, thank you very much for listening, and until next time. Until next time, someone buy me a Sir Gerard figure, please. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>